You know what's happened, don't you? Hi guys, Steve here. You're listening to my podcast, 50 Uses for the Word Love. The podcast where every week I talk to a different guest about how weird it is that we have this one word, love, that means so many different things in the English language. First off, huge congratulations to our first ever guest, Kelly Convey. Only a month ago she was sat here in the podcast bemoaning the fact that her soulmate, Bruce, hadn't popped the question yet. Well, Bruce just about managed to not jump the shark, guys. He got wise, he did what was best for him. Good save, Bruce. And you know what, guys, I, th- I, I, I think she said yes, too. So, uh, hey, it's, it, w- w- this is actual love we're, we're experiencing here, guys. This really, in real time, fourth dimensionally, this is what's happening on the podcast. We're not just telling stories here, guys. Anyway, huge congrats to the new Mr. Kelly Convey. This week's guest is actually the first guest we've had that isn't a comedian. I've known this guy for almost 33 years now. He's an extremely talented artist and storyteller, and he's really funny too. Also, if he hadn't been in the country just over Christmas, I don't think I would have even started this podcast, so uh, I owe a lot to him. I'm actually really interested to know how you guys react to this particular guest, uh, and to see just how well you've tuned to my specific dulcet tones. Because this this podcast could end up sounding like one organism slowly becoming self-aware. If you feel yourself getting lost along the way, I'm the one by and large asking the questions, and my guest is the one with the thoughtful, articulate answers with the lovely long words. Also, this episode's a bit longer, it's a good two hours, twin size, let's say, um, uh, because we go through a whole life together, and also... It gets a bit real about halfway through. In fact, if you want a good point to pause it and listen to it in two parts, we crack open some whiskey halfway through. That's your sweet spot right there. Anyway, I feel like I've teased this enough. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I give you David Trumbull. You're listening to 50 Uses for the Word Love. Today's form of love is philia. For the record, you're not concerned about the thing you've always maintained was a concern about us doing a podcast together. Oh, no, no. I mean, uh, that, that's how, that was the first thing I was going to say. Let's, let's yes. get into it. No, yeah. Um, yeah, everyone listening, uh, I, sitting with me is my identical twin brother, David Trumbull. Hello. Yes. The f- <laughs> <laughs> Already, I love this. Um, basically, <laughs> the biggest fear is that our voices are so similar that yes. every time we've ever recorded ourselves in history, it's because uh, we were in film school together and yeah. we made this little short film that nobody was ever going to see yeah. over a weekend. And then because we just wanted to feel like directors, we did a director's commentary. Yes. And it sounded like one man going mad by One himself. man self-affirming himself. <laughs> but it also reminded me, do you remember when we were kids and we we absolutely loved doing things with our, our little tiny camera? Mm. Um, and, and we did like almost a shot for shot homage to the Red Dwarf episode Body Swap Body Swap and the whole point of that episode the gag is that they swap brains and you hear <laughs> Danny jo- you hear Craig Charles's voice coming out of Chris Barry's mouth and Chris Barry's voice coming out of Craig Charles's mouth and we did a version as twins as boys and I painstakingly <laughs> Painstakingly, we thought that everyone would think it was so amazing. We thought everyone would think it was amazing, but it's if you watch it, and I've not seen it in years. It's like on some VHS somewhere, but it's literally nobody ever finds it. It's literally me mouthing my lines (laughs) while you are speaking off camera, dubbing over me in real time. This was before editing, and it's just me talking with your voice, which sounds exactly exactly the same. (laughs) 
And then we showed it to people and they were like, what, what, what is this? Okay, no, but I couldn't stop myself mm. doing a Craig Charles impression. Mm. So I, for some reason, I'm sounding really... Mm. Like, we even lifted lines of dialogue and beats because we, we had not yet reached the point where just we, this where we couldn't and suddenly, yeah, like, yeah. So, 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 so it's like, it, it sounds like you're just saying your lines and yeah. I'm just saying my lines, even though we're doing each other's lines. Yes. But one of us is suddenly trying to be from Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Life of Stephen Trumbull Show, that's what it was called. It was called The Life of Stephen Trumbull Show. Yeah. Why was it my name and not your name? I have no idea. Was I the originator of the idea? I think it was that, but I don't know, to be honest. We did a lot of strange projects together mm. when we were in a when we were in a far more collaborative hive yeah. mind. It was state. just it, it wasn't really then we are one or either of us, it was kind of the the team, wasn't it? Also, yeah. I think <laughs> I think that was how we used to be creative in those days was that we would just copy something but we would copy it so well mm. it was like we were learning skills by imitating mm. so like the first at least 12 years of our life I don't mm. think we did anything even remotely original everything was derivative everything was derivative it was yeah. just it was just how carbon copies how, of everything yeah. we love how good could we imitate this thing we love Lord of the Rings so I'd create like the idea for something called the Green Emerald yes which was based upon some you know uh, fantasy MacGuffin mm. but then I never wrote it and then we loved Roald Dahl books especially yes. the Quentin Blake illustrations yes so we would do the cover the mm. covers to books that fictional we, books fictional books we wouldn't even write the books we would never even write the books because <laughs> we would reach the satisfactory moment where we would draw the Quentin Blake-esque illustration of like the sort of like BFG-esque monster mm. and, and we and we're like, oh, it's great. We're going to do a whole series. And we just ended up doing a whole series <laughs> of front covers That's that amazing. we never, ever put words to. All right. So so everyone listening, can you can you tell the difference between... Okay. Because I'm, I'm hoping, because uh, how long have you been in America now, Dave? David's been living in Iowa. Is that three years? Um, It's actually going on the fourth year. Fourth year. Okay, right. So I've been living in London for about six years or just over six years. You've been mm. living... So yeah. I'm hoping that there's some... <laughs> some, at some point maybe I've kind of ladified my accent up a bit and you're hopefully you've got a bit more of a twang a little bit more of the Midwest in me actually I was thinking about this the other day because mm. I was talking to my girlfriend and when I first got there I was terribly affronted by a certain way that Americans the other, the other, the other, the other sign is that David will say words like affronted yes <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you that's are a right. veritable wordsmith. The vocabulary will be <laughs> will be dragged out, crisp. Yeah, but um, yeah, I was uh, I was initially mm. sort of like taken uh, aback that the way Americans ask you your opinion of something is by giving you your opinion to say back to them with either a yes or a no. Right. So it's like, isn't that the greatest thing ever? Don't you just love that? Yes. Don't you think that's brilliant? Mm. Aren't, you know, aren't you Aren't you so happy? Uh, and then the only thing you can say back is yes or no, right. as opposed to what do you think of mm. this or do you like, like, think, like yeah, the, 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 asking you to say it. And so, and so I was initially like, I get really mad because I'd be like, please don't give me in like, the, like something to endorse or not endorse. I want to be able to articulate myself because that's yeah. what I've been doing my whole life. I think the the change in me is I don't know if I have a twang, but I certainly have started saying things more like, isn't that the best You thing have ever? an earnestness. Isn't it great? You have an earnestness yes. as well. Like Americans always say what they mean. Mm. Uh, I think the closest thing to what you just described in England is when we say things negatively. Yeah. We'll say it like that. We'll say like, Oh, I suppose it's. I suppose it's not. It's not worth it, is it? Well, it really is it. Yeah, no. you know, you know, like, we'll, yeah. you know, we'll say, you know, what I mean? like, we'll look, we'll look outside, and we'll be like, uh, yeah, it's gonna be a bad night, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess maybe we should. There's a general we defeatism. Quit, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but 
<laughs> but um, you asked like about uh, America's Maybe, being I guess, earnest. I guess no, no, no deal Brexit. Uh, it's, it's... <laughs> well, it's it's like our dad would say. Our dad would say that uh, the American dream is uh, is very different to the English dream in that there is an American dream and there is no English dream. Yeah. If there was, we've long since woken up from it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Dad told me that he said, uh, like, so the American dream is very simple and, and idealistic. It's that anyone, no matter how low in society they started off from, can reach the top and mm. aspire and reach their dreams. That's the American dream. That's the immigrant dream. Yeah. And the English dream, Dad told me, was... <laughs> Uh, if there if there was one, was even if it could happen, it probably won't happen to you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so I kept explaining that to people, like that. That's yeah. the reason why, for a long time, Americans would tell me like very, very idealistic things mm. and very like positive things about myself and like give me accolades, and I would find it very, un- like, I'd be very un- uncomfortable. Yeah, and and I think uh, okay, because uh, this is very interesting to me because. I feel very much the same way with you because hmm. it's like you're describing essentially how I feel when I talk to you because yeah. you're um this this is podcast is called uh, 50 uses for the word love I would describe you as a very loving person uh, yes would you describe yourself as, you, in all the good and bad ways I describe that, you that often entails. as the most heart on sleeve guy I've ever met yes. you know like he'll kill for you but he's also ridiculous and as unscrupulous as shit. Yes. <laughs> but, I, lo- I love not wisely, but too well. Exactly. Exactly. exactly as the yeah. bard would say. Yeah, exactly. So, but, but I think the funny thing is, is that sometimes when you, you will compliment me and I mm. won't know what to do. Mm. And then everyone, all your friends and your girlfriend, um, yeah. whenever they say something to me, I don't quite know what to do because I yeah. don't know how to deal with yeah. that. So full so disclosure, my girlfriend is American. Yes, so is so American. I definitely ran towards a mindset and, and a, mm. a philosophy of life that allowed me to... I guess run with elements of my personality that really yearned for positivity. Yeah, I feel like you, I feel like you must have had that throughout most of your life. It's one of those things where it feels like it's the natural place for you because mm. it's. It, it, was there a moment of relief where you realised, oh, I, I can be talented, I can be <laughs> handsome, I yeah. can be, and you know, all these things that people say that I am. Well, no, it's it's not so much that I can be all of those things, but th- someone can say that about me. Oh, right. You can yeah. call me that. You can do this and no one's going to... And, and, and you didn't have, have to qualify You didn't have to ask them to. No, I didn't have to request affirmation because people in America give it freely and unabashedly. That is, yeah. Mm. But sarcasm is a distinctly British thing in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, even when you hear Americans trying to be sarcastic, mm. they never do it with quite the same skill. <laughs> As an English person does, because an English person can destroy you in one sentence. Yeah, and they don't know that you've just slit their throat with wit. Exactly. You're (laughs) devastated right now. (laughs) You've nicked the femoral artery, they're going to walk another 20 steps before they realise that they're gone. (laughs) Yeah, you just kind of elected them in the middle of Florence. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so... Let's 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 start. How, yeah, um, tell me what tell me what this is about because I'm, I'm really say, curious. I'm going to say welcome to everyone. Welcome everyone to my podcast. This is uh, Fifty Uses for the Word Love uh, with Stephen Trumbull, and I love the color yellow because it is the color of the sun when you're coloring shit in. Nice. This is a podcast basically based around the idea that in the English language, we only have this one word to describe so many different parts of the human condition. Mm. Um, today, uh, I'm going to talk about philia, uh, affection or friendship, otherwise known uh, in the Greek as a kind of uh, kinship, uh, um, otherwise uh, brotherly love. And so I thought the best thing to do for this was to bring in my actual brother, mm. my identical twin brother, Dave. Yes. And he, uh, um, I love. Okay, well, that's, that's a relief. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, should I say it? Yeah, okay, I'll say it. I'll say it, but I won't say it with a lot of ceremony. 
<laughs> you will say it because the podcast dictates that yeah, you must. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's in the script. Uh, <laughs> see, the, the, that's that's the English way of uh, of of uh, the English dream is um, yes, I hope for the best, but keep it dark, will you? No, I mean, like if you wanted to go true to podcast stereotypes, you could be like, I love. <laughs> this is my brother who I love. We'll cut that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you very much, but don't rock the boat. You know? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, do you know uh, what the Greek term? Because basically, there's a lot of Greek terms. This, mm. this, um, there's, I think, it's at least. Sometimes they say there's four. Sometimes they say there's seven. I know nothing uh, about Greek terms. Right. So well, there's, I'm, I'm there's very loads excited. of them, but, but but they are the first people or the only people in history to really have like a, a good spread of different a good spread a good spread. <laughs> you know, I don't fucking know a, a good spread of uh, of uh, of of words to describe this feeling. And would you like to take a guess at what the actual term for brotherly love is in Greek? Uh, the actual term? Yeah, so so philia is is, is kind mm. of a, a brotherly affection or like a, a kind of a universal love of your fellow man. Mm. Friendship, yeah. affection. The actual specific term brotherly love, mm. what do you think the word is? Well, I'm, I'm assuming this is like pre Cain and Abel, pre a lot of the things that, mm. that that then become associated with brothers. Yes, so I don't uh, know. Romulus and Remus, Cain yeah. and Abel, yeah. All of the classic brotherly uh, um, sort of historical reference points mm. have yet to be. Put Although down. I think I think some of these words were developed post Christianity. I think because mm. there's a lot of there's a lot of Christianity in this, mm. um, which I've discovered from research. Yeah, but but just tell you, do, 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 do you do you want no, to? I, you don't I, know? I, no, right. tell me. You'll kick yourself. Really? Yeah. Oh God, is it is it something really obvious? The word is Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Philadelphia is the word for brotherly love. And Seriously? That is why the city. The city of brotherly, brotherly love. love. Oh, what? What? In hell, Jesus! It's Christ. also educational. Um, see, but see, like Philia, 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 Philadelphia. You know what? That's you just learned something. That's way beyond my capabilities. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Okay. So, so today that this podcast there, we will do other podcasts that deal with friendship. We will do about affection. Mm. I'm, I'm thinking of doing one about BFFs because there's so many different types of friend that you yeah. have. You know, it's your, a spectrum. Your best friend. You mm. know, blah blah. And the funny thing is, I feel about you is that you are the annoying thing about having a twin brother, of which there are a few. The yes. annoying thing about having a twin brother is that it kind of means that we already have the best friend thing fixed. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to nail down who's the next best friend. Yes. I have several best friends. Yes, I do too. And and I often describe my friendships as being that I find other brothers. A because I'm, brothers. I'm definitely yes. a co- brother collector. Mm. And I often sign off my messages or, or, or threads or calls mm. to my friends with... Uh, with a love you brother oh. or so long brother like you know the people we know are That's some of our really mutual best friends you know people who love using that word and mm. it's because I love brotherhood I love the brotherly connection and the bond and obviously I'm always seeking to fill the void mm. that that comes from not spending every waking moment with you because yeah, yeah. we were in the womb together we were in the womb together we, we spent nine months floating around in essentially a bag of each other's piss and remains to this day <laughs> the, the most amicable living situation we've ever had together <laughs> <laughs> yes, if we've learned anything uh, from uh, from our lives, people, mm. it's um, that the the Trumbull boys should not live together as yeah. as adults. Did you watch Creed two? I did not watch. Creed Okay, II. so not yet. The 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 centerpiece 
training montage sequence mm. is when they realize that <laughs> um, the, the, that in order to fight the Drago Jr., Baby Drago. Baby Drago. Um, who is just a fucking <laughs> How brick to train shot. your Drago. <laughs> How to train against Drago. Um, in order to fight Baby Drago, um, Creed realizes that he like Drago's a fucking brick shit house. He's like gigantic. He looks like he he looks like he's half orc. Right? Nice. And and so he towers over the already very muscly Michael B. Jordan. Do, do you know I'm going to get through this analogy do, quickly. Do, do, do you know how the orcs first came into being? <laughs> they were Russians once. <laughs> taken, Dolph Lundgren. Taken by Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Tortured and mutilated. Now perfected. <laughs> yes. Continue with your analogy, sir. Yeah. Um, so in, in the training montage, in order to change his fighting style to be able to withstand the the brute force of being in close quarters with this guy he has to put his foot inside a tire while the other person he's training with puts their foot inside the same tire so he has to fight until he gets the other guy out out of the tire tire, or he has to or or he gets knocked Mm. out of the tire so it's like Unless you learn how to fight close quarters with this guy, you will never beat him. It's like an, it's like an umbilical. It's like an umbilical, and, mm. I, and like that is essentially um, mm. what you and I are like when we are close together yeah, in yeah. in like a living situation. Yes. We're two people in close quarters beating the shit out of each other until yes. one of us has to well, get, leave the tire. Well, this is what's so yeah. funny about um, about the word because I, when doing the research about this, it said that it, the, Christ, the the Christian feeling of brotherly love. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not just about who you're genetically brothers with. Mm. It's an idea of you should treat every, you should love God, uh, as it says, mm-hmm. uh, but you should love everyone else as though they are your brother. Yes, right. Although that said, there's a there's a lot of tribalism in that because mm. when Jesus get, tells that to everyone, he's saying that's how you all know you're with my guy. Yeah. So it's like it's like so it's it's and it's almost the same of like you know um there are lots of you know races and cultures of people in the world mm. um who who call each other brother and it means something completely different to if mm. I call you brother. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it's it's like what we're saying is we even if I don't know you I have a shared history and mm. meaning with you. Yes. So there's a thing, but also the funny thing I was thinking about how if you go out into the world and treat everyone as your brother, I have a brother. <laughs> That makes for a slightly contentious world sometimes. Yes. <laughs> Prone to sudden acts of violence and <laughs> noise. It's like so it's almost as if like the world as it is, the real world that we have, is kind of like we all treat each other like our brother, because it can mean yeah. so many different things. Well, it's hard to have a brother sometimes. When you think about it, maybe that's why we love having friends who we treat like brothers but are not our brothers, because what mm. could be better than a brother? who doesn't have to be your brother every second of the day. Yes. Who doesn't have to know every single thing about you mm. and and call you on all the things that you don't want to be called up on yeah. and be the, the lightning rod mm. for for things that are deeply personal. Exactly. Well, I mean, like uh, I always say, because uh, I did a roast battle, I did five roast battles this year, which I've never yeah. done before, where yeah. it's a comedy thing where you have to be as mean as fucking possible to yeah. the other guy. And, I, and my first one, I won... It, it, pretty spectacularly, I feel. <laughs> yes, uh, I've watched he, it. It's the one with uh, with yeah, Jamie. Yeah, he, yeah. Jamie Allerton got me back. Then he he won the second one, and Ari mm. Shafir was in the audience, and he voted for Jamie. So Jamie gets to, gets the second win. We will be immortals locked forever. Like that's okay. <laughs> the the balance of the universe is set. But the the thing that I think no one thought I was going to be good at doing it because on stage I'm quite known for being a relatively nice guy. Nice. Well, not, we could have like you know like someone did say on I Facebook mean, you were the nice that he thought you were the nicest guy in the comedy circuit. Yeah, fuck that guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. You were doing the roast. <laughs> yeah, I was doing the roast. Um, and uh, but I think the reason was that um, people thought, oh, well, he so he's you know Jamie's so good at being insulting mm. that he's gonna destroy Steve. And I but then I also thought, hey, I'm a twin brother, which means I know how to cut to wound. No, you know how to cut to bone. <laughs> cut to the bone. Yes. <laughs> it's like it's the idea of like um, my instrument is sharp over years yes. and years and years of saying yeah. just what I know. Like people mm. always say, like you know who would win in a fight between you and your brother, and it's like mm. well probably Dave, but I have him crying before we it got that far. Well, it's like what our friend Pete used to say that the way he got out of people trying to fight him was he'd say, "Look, if you want to fight me, you can. I don't want to fight you, and I'll pro and you might win, but I'm gonna break your fucking nose." Yeah. So it's like, so it's like, you know, do you really want to deal with that? Or you, re- yeah, we could just exactly. go ourselves. No matter what happens, yeah. you're gonna have a bad morning. With you yeah. and me, it's funny because. Um, I mean, like, I was actually very trepidatious to, to do this. Mm. I was actually really nervous on the coach ride here. Oh, no. Because I felt like um, in order to talk about brotherhood, mm. uh, specifically to you, mm. in order to be in integrity with myself, I would have to be rather confessional about and, and, and not varnish over the le- the, the less than mm. virtuous sides tell of, you what, tell of you our what, connection. Tell you what, let's yeah. go back to the beginning. Yeah. Let's do it in the right order. Okay, because yeah. I've got a question. I'm yeah. going to start with a question yeah. and I'm going to ask you this question. And I realized when I was coming up with this that I've never asked you this question, ever. Okay, cool. Okay. Hit me with it. What was your childhood like? Holy shit. That's a good question. Yeah. Because I was there the whole yeah. time. Yeah. I've never asked you. And I, and, and also, I know of the years that you, you more than me, mm. like to go back and look through drawers. Yeah. And you take inventory of your life yeah. a lot more than I do. Yeah. I have very little memory of my childhood. And I just want to know, what was it? What? How do you... Just, just, just uh, act what as if I'm not your brother. Like? Mm. Tell me about your childhood. Mm. This is the, okay. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. <laughs> 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 please, please um, uh, give generously to our Patreon account. Um, <laughs> be sure to check out MeUndies. Will David answer the question? Find out in $250,000 time. Same twin time, same, <laughs> same twin, twin channel. channel. <laughs> no, um, my childhood was... Do you know what my childhood was? My childhood was really certain. <laughs> you, just, you, you just said that like an American... Really? Do you want to know what my childhood? Do you want to know my childhood? <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. Yeah. What was um, it? My childhood was 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 safe and certain in all things. Mm. Um, I was up until like 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 up until in fact rather late in our development, we agreed about everything. Mm. We were in complete and total hive mind. We had yet to turn into unique personalities. So I had constant backup and affirmation of everything I thought, everything I believed, and the world made utter sense to me. Mm. And we were in a cart together, mm. and we were in the same cart. And mm-hmm. apparently we would just hold each other, and, and, yeah. and, and we, we would never want to be apart. We were like, we, we had comfort blankets, you know, when you have blankets, mm. but we were really each other's comfort blanket. Wow, oh my God. And, and, um, and I do remember... Like, I don't remember a lot of specifics. I remember us kicking a ball around. That's my first memory. Yeah, my the first yellow, word the, was, yellow, the big yellow ball. My first word was ball. Which could actually be why my favorite color is yellow. Actually. Exactly, yeah. Oh, my God. Twist ending. Well, actually, do you want to know something really fucked up? <laughs> I, mean, I, just, I, just, I just wrapped yeah. a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's your rosebud, is, like, the fact this is a yellow fucking ball. Didn't become a footballer, though. Yeah, no, <laughs> Dad said he he had, like, temporary hope that we would have any kind of sporting ability. It was uh, our first ability. word, ball, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It turned yeah. out that... Um, end of the day... 
I remember my childhood mostly as as I was never apart from you, and everything was easier because everything made sense because someone else was living in my reality, mm. and it was like constantly uh, self affirming. We were dressed in pretty much the same kinds of clothes. They, they would they would dress us in the same like those we had dunga- matching dungarees, matching dungarees like, like kind of plaid shirts. Can I tell you a haircut. weird tangential story? I don't know why they did that. I guess it's yeah. cute. I guess it's cute. Is yeah. it? It's like dressing up your dogs. Like is that? Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know if that's uh, then, but there must be some blog out there right now about how you shouldn't do that. Oh, I don't know. Like, yeah, like, fucks d- them up. They start doing podcasts and all kinds of shit. <laughs> going to, going to stand up comedy. Yeah. Yes, and yes. <laughs> so um uh. I, this is a silly story. This is a silly, silly story. But please, like, please, just about our childhood, okay. which is uh, it, I brought it right up to the present. Which is, you know, um, I brought last time I came back, I bought gifts for our two nieces mm. because I left to go to America when the first niece was was coming. Yeah. So I, I I wasn't even there for when yeah, she so, was born. So she is almost four. Yeah. yeah exactly. Natalie and Zoe are yeah. our two nieces from mm. our sister Sarah, mm. and I bought dolls. Like they yeah. were, they were. Um, I don't know if they were. Well, they were like antique or something. Yeah, right? yeah. They, they were they, like they were like vintage old dolls, <laughs> like something out of a out of a modern horror movie. No, no, they were classic. Um, th- oh, God, the name's eluding me. But 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 they're a classic American style doll. And in mm. fact, the two dolls I got, I bought them were one was a Huck Finn doll, the other one was dressed in the flag like a patriot doll. Wow. So they were both American dolls specifically. And the reason I saw them was because me and my girlfriend went to a. Uh, a sale from a person who had died and all of his uh, his family was, was going and, and buying and auctioning. Wow. They were auctioning off all of his possessions oh, rather than let it go somewhere that it wouldn't be you appreciated. Like, this is the best place to get the and good there was kids' toys. <laughs> fuck tons. There was like a whole corner full of dolls, like mm. these adorable vintage dolls. They were so immaculately made. And I was working on, a, on an animated movie at the time called Ugly Dolls. Mm-hmm. And so it was like dolls were in our heads like, hey, let's get dolls. And... What happened was I bought those two dolls, but the story of how I bought them was that I was torn between three dolls. Right. And I could not get the third doll out of my mind. I was like, I don't know which one I want to get because I don't want to leave this third doll to go into storage and not be bought, not be sold, because I was so charmed by the doll. Had a and it was a little girl with some David, cute little match luggage and like a blue sweater. David, are you trying to tell me that you own a doll? I'm fucking telling you I own a fucking doll. <laughs> Did I ever tell you this? No! In my studio, in my studio in Iowa, is on the shot on the freaking mantelpiece next to all my other stuff, is a, is, is, a, is, is, is a doll. Like, I was like, I don't know if I want to get the doll. And my girlfriend was like, why don't you just get the doll? And I was like, do you know what? I'm 32 years old. I'm securing myself. I'm buying this fucking doll. <laughs> so I bought the doll. And the reason I bought the doll was because she had a blue sweater on mm. that was so comforting to me. Mm. It looked so so comfy. And it was like this... It, she just looked adorable. And she had some hey, She had some match luggage. Don't forget the match luggage. The match fucking luggage uh, that, that matched the blue. And she just looked like... Hey, the first thing we do when we land is dump the match luggage. <laughs> Okay, okay. I, I, I bought the doll and only what she needed to survive. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> but, but 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 I just want to say to everyone listening, I'm not shaming a man for owning a no, doll. We no, are, no, we, we are liberal progressive. He people. shames me for all other reasons. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So so what happened was it's funny that you own. I now own a doll, and I'm really proud of that doll, and it's so mm. beautiful. I love her so much. She's so cute, and it's just I don't take her out and play with her. She stays in the box because it's like a vintage doll. Mm. But I just find something about her makes me feel incredibly happy. Does she have and, a name? 
Um, no, I, I, I haven't named her. Oh, okay. um, I think that she has, I think she's like travel girl or something, but I, I, I didn't want to name her because it weirdly felt like <laughs> okay. that would be, the, that would be the weird part is if I fucking name her. <laughs> her parents must be dicks. <laughs> oh, Boy, travel, travel girl. girl. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I went back shortly afterwards because obviously I went to deliver the dolls to mm. Zoe and Natalie. Mm. When I was back in the house, as you said, I like to look through old photographs mm-hmm. and I was looking through all these pictures of us when we were babies i saw pictures of us with our tags on and pictures of mum holding us and she looks like an angel mm. uh, dressed all in white and i've stumbled upon this one picture of you and me as babies mm-hmm. and either you or me are dressed in this incredibly lovely comfy looking blue sweater that is the exact shade of blue as the doll that i bought and i had to send it to my girlfriend because i was like do you think this is why i have such a visceral reaction loving Mm. reaction Mm. to this doll because it reminds me of you and me when we were babies wow so yeah when i think back if this was an episode of radio lab this would be the moment where like the music kicks in and jab 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 and rod would have been like whoa whoa yeah whoa whoa wow (laughs) (laughs) no but i think that could be because because like i can't believe i didn't tell you that i was thinking about our childhood the other day and i realized that yeah um, what was your childhood like (laughs) oh i don't think about it a lot I genuinely, it's gone out of my brain. I don't know if I have ADHD or I'm just mm. like, I, I, mm. I don't think about it a lot. I think mm. maybe it's because out of a frustration that sometimes I don't feel like I've done enough in my adult life yeah. that I don't want to think about my childhood until I've achieved more. It's yeah. like that, almost that thing of like, I can't look back yet because I, I st- I'm still, uh, I need to be looking mm. for forward looking at the moment. That's a common problem thinking that you, it's ne- like, newsflash, it's never too yeah. early to look back yeah. and enjoy yeah and your it, life and it as should it make was. you a hell of a lot happier as well yeah. the one thing i do remember is that the first time i ever thought about death hmm. was different i assume to how a lot of other people do because uh you you say i love you a lot yeah. and i think it's because i think you're quite hyper aware of your mortality i feel. yes you're the type of guy who says i love you at the end of every text in case the plane goes down like that, yeah. that's the type of guy that and i know if anyone's going to kill me it's probably going to be you so <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to make you feel as bad about it as possible in advance. <laughs> okay, but so um, but I remember thinking because I don't like thinking about death a lot. My my feeling of death is like I would look up at the ceiling at night and go, oh oh, oh mm. no no mm. oh we're going to table that yeah <laughs> yeah 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 let's save that for way later. Death calls you and you're like, don't call me. <laughs> Your phone. Who dis? <laughs> exactly. But then I remember that the actual first time that mum and dad sat us down and um we. The first moment where I was like, I realized what it was. Mm. It wasn't just a, a concept. It was like, a, I now get that I'm going to die. Mm. It was when we were very, very young. But the way that I remember the scene is that it wasn't me saying, I'm going to die. Mm. It was me realizing that you were going to die. Yes. And you realizing that I was going to die. And we mm. were basically sat down with mum and dad and going like, I, I don't want you to die, Dave. Mm. Yeah. And like, I don't want you to die, Dave. And, we were, yeah. and that, that was kind of, that was how. So, yeah. And then I remember thinking about... Uh, this is a podcast about love. Yeah. When we were in high school, we went on a trip to Barcelona yes. uh, on an art trip and you fell in love mm. and you were the first person. That is actually not true. I, I was infatuated with somebody who did nothing wrong right, and yes. I was a toxic 
young, lonely, well, geeky, just, you, that's your isolated average, that's, boy. That's your average teenager. Who thought story. he was in love because I'd watched a bunch of TV shows about right. how the nice guy was supposed to, the girl was supposed to fall in love with the yeah. nice guy. And it didn't play out how it was in well, my head. Was, but in my head, I thought I was totally in, that, in love. But, but in that way, I yeah. think that's perfect for this podcast because this podcast is, of course, mm. 50 uses for the word love. So yeah. uh, uh, that definitely qualifies. But, yes. you, but the point of the yeah. story is not that. The point of the story is that you were the first person who I knew mm. who said the words I've fallen in love. Yes. And I was like, no, that's a thing that happens in Disney movies. Mm. And you look like you're in a severe amount of pain. Mm. Let's table that. Yes. <laughs> but everything <laughs> is being tabled. Exactly. <laughs> Around you is like, as it's, it's like exams. Exactly. It's lots of tables. Exactly. So, so, so basically, but, but it made, I thought about it the other day and I thought, hey, this is really interesting because two of the significant fir- kind of firsts mm. of my life of being confronted with something mm. came directly by you. You were the bringer of the of thinking about death for the first yeah. time and thinking about love for the first time. Well, I actually remember Which what is the so weird when you were a twin that was. You, you, I, I remember yeah. what made us think about death. Hmm. There was a documentary Do you? on yeah, there was a documentary on oh my God. in which it talked about twins. You've got the it missing was, piece of the It was a documentary about twins. And there, there were a couple of different characters in it. One of them, it was a documentary, and some of them were oh, is twins. That the one, is that the one with the circus yeah, twins the circus who twins. married the other but, circus but one, twins? But, but the most affecting chapter was about a twin whose brother died, and he was interviewing him about the bereavement of losing someone that close to you. And it was a very sad portion of the documentary. And it was the first time I'd ever thought... Mm. Oh wait oh, a minute! Really? One well, of us might be alive. How old to see the to li- to outlive the other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that was the first time I remember. I think, thinking I about think you I dying. might be thinking of an earlier moment. It I could be being much younger. It could be because I remember taking you aside as, a, as I, a kid after watching yeah. that documentary and talking to mum and dad about it yeah. and saying you are officially now not allowed to die. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much stuck, which is mm, like when mm, it, w- mm. when I went to leave to go to America, yeah. you said that you quoted the Lisa Hannigan song, Safe Travels, Don't, Don't die. die. Yeah, And it's well, like, while I'm away, you are under no circumstances yes. allowed to die. You have no agency in this. You are you are now ordered. <laughs> you are now um, uh, yeah. obligated to stay alive. Well, and, and, that, and, and that goes for um, after death as well. The, the you know, the, the, the it's, it's sadly very common that like... Um, you know, suicide is quite common with yeah. with, with twins. If one mm. of them goes, the other one might go. Yeah. And I think you and me sat down at one point and, and like, you know, kind of set out the ground rules. The ground rules, which yeah. is like, uh, hey, if I die, you go and live your life even better than you're already living yeah. it. Like, you better live it like like you fucking stole it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. that's yeah. And I think that's I think that's the thing that I keep in my head is that mm. like I always know that you would want me to be mm. doing. In fact, yeah. you, you you're kind of like that now. You're very supportive yeah. of everything I do. Well, so yeah. you did something as well, which is like when we had that conversation, I seem to also recall one of the things i've always said to you about death is that if i am to die we you and i do a lot of creative projects and we don't always get them finished mm. and i think the one thing which I is what's so like, beautiful about stand-up because it's finished every time you do it and podcasts and podcasts um but but what what was nice about it was i i think in that conversation my only requirement for you was that i would leave you anything i have mm. uh, it would all go to you and and my only request would be to make everything yeah, just make everything. Even if you see something that I was going to make that I didn't finish, oh, was in like make was everything. It, was in you, you would also bequeath your intellectual anything property. you wanted to make of mine. You wow. um, finish it. Like if I if I died halfway through something, wow. if you liked that project, you should um, then you should finish it. So I'd be like I'd be your yeah. Christopher Tolkien, exactly. Yeah, but but also anything that you uh, were too, anything that you procrastinated away. Mm. My death, I would hope, would be a, a, a galvanizing, you only live once, finish it for David, mm. 
Uh, or, or, or what I would do is I would, collect, I would yeah. collect it all up and I'd make it into a, a kind of Stanley Kubrick archives kind of thing, which I know would tickle you. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I just make a really big hardback book just full of every idea. Separated into non-submersible units. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a bunch of quotations about how much of a knob you are. <laughs> <laughs> okay so 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 where are we we're at, we're at, okay so okay let, let's 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 take the story forward um when was the moment when you felt diverging because i believe yeah. my personal belief about childhood because that thing you said about feeling safe when you were a child i definitely remember that yeah and that i'm a person who suffered from depression in my life as an older person mm-hmm. and and uh, uh I, I remember <laughs> talking to dad about having depression once and dad's typically dad way of yeah. dealing with it was like you were a very happy child and i'm like yeah yeah i know fucking that's not what i'm saying i'm saying like it happened like three years ago mate don't like don't, um, it's not your fault man yeah. um but it's like um i i think i could split my life into two halves the, fir- mm. the first half is um before i could feel embarrassed mm. before i could feel shame yeah and then the second half is after and i think yeah. that was childhood and adulthood like yeah. like just just you could you could you could cut them with a with a yeah. with a razor wire like yeah. like a like a thick like a slab of clay you yeah. know one half one half yeah. and I think that once you pass that point it's very hard to go back and yes. and I think that you can't why... put that genie back in the bottle or, or more specifically you can't put both of the genies back in the bottle. <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> exactly. exactly exactly but I do know exactly when I actually mm. now that you now that you ask me I actually okay. do know the moment when I, when I diverged mm-hmm. um, and uh, it speaks to exactly what we were saying before which is when I was uh, when I was young, everything made sense because we agreed on everything. We collaborated on everything. Mm. The moment I felt us diverge was when we were writing that immense novel. Mm. And we suddenly started disagreeing on the direction of scenes and yes. chapters. And we were like seven or eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Right? We were we kind were of trying to do our own like um, Terry, Terry Pratchett. We were trying yeah. to do something like Truckers, Diggers or Wings. World it was like building. A, it, was like yeah. a, it was like a fable, but written like a Pratchett novel. Mm. And it was kind of satire before we knew how to do satire yeah. well. Everything. It was a nice idea. There were some great was, ideas in and, it. Yeah. And, and it was ridiculously overwritten and dense. We were yes. writing on an old Mac <laughs> and it was like it was like fucking dawn we, of computers. We, we were painting illustrations. Painting illu- well, you painted the illustrations. They were they were beautiful. I still get those mm. out and look at them oh, whenever really? I come home. I, I I remember I sent you pictures. Uh, oh, last well, time maybe, I was there. maybe we could post. It was we could yeah, post them. yeah. It's a glorious, glorious um, failed experiment yeah, because yeah. it was. It's no one who's said back, writes but, a book. But back in those days, yeah. when you're a kid, there is no failed experiment. And, you, and, you, yeah. you you don't you don't kick yourself for no. not finishing something when you're a kid. Only when you're an adult, you go oh. Fuck. But I do view it as a time capsule for us diverging because not only. Did we end up having titanic disagreements <laughs> about even the disagreement about whether or not the scene we were writing happened at day or night we would <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. we would and 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 i would become so stubborn yeah. that you would be like you can't change that because we're making this together. And I said, do you know what, Stephen? If you change it, then I will get up in the middle of the night. Yeah, I remember I this. will sneak into the computer room <laughs> and I will retype it and you can change it back the next morning and I will change it back the very night. I have all the time in the world yeah, exactly. and I have plenty of fingers to type. And it's like, and, 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 and you basically said, even you will if, give up. Even if it's on the eve of sending it to the printers. Yes. <laughs> I will have gotten to the script last. That shit happened at night. <laughs> it was this, like, and this is why you are not doing my eulogy exactly all these ridiculous <laughs> hills that we died on trying to create this book and and then the reason why it stands as a perfect time capsule for me is that the book never we got to the last chapter of the book and abandoned it 
that it we was. wrote. It was the very. It was. It was. It was. It ended with a kind of battle of the five armies. Yeah, didn't we it? wrote like fourteen chapters, <sighs> and each chapter was about twenty pages long, wow. and written with a, a, a plethora of ands and, <laughs> and, and a plethora of suddenlies. <laughs> suddenlies, <laughs> like all the words that young people overuse and abuse that's when it. they're trying to write. That's it. Dad always says that that's how J.R. Tolkien writes. Exactly. Well, he's actually. Yeah. Got, he's actually. He's actually. If you look at him, he's not a a, a, a very no, the moment you he's know not a very many, sophisticated yeah. writer, but yeah. in that way, he, that's why he's so easy to read. The moment you know that he writes and too many times, you can't read those books the same way. It, it's yeah. like listening to a toddler continuing to do a run-on sentence. Well, it's basically it's basically like listening to a toddler who's gone on a walking holiday and tells you what he had in for the breakfast every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't forget Elevens. Like, he'll yeah, tell exactly. you exactly what they did, what they had. It's like it's, yeah. like, it's like a travel guide. First they the reached a bush, and then from the bush they reached a thicket, and then they walked over a babbling brook, and then they came across a trail. <laughs> With a fence on it, they 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 scaled the fence to find another another thicket, <laughs> and it's like okay, great. I really hope we get to fucking Emin Muil already, where there are no more branches because the whole place is dead. <laughs> Just so Tolkien, fucking I love leaves. Tolkien, <laughs> fucking fucking leave the leave the descriptions alone. <laughs> what was Tolkien's favorite word? Oh, it was Linden. 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 Because he was a fan of he was a fan of uh, synesthetics. Yes. The notion that some words are more beautiful than others. Anyway, mm. so so after that book failed, after Willie, and it wasn't a failure. It was a fun thing that took up a lot of our time, and it honed a lot of the things we love about telling stories. Because yeah. we have now, despite being in different professions, we are both in storytelling yeah. mediums. Yes. We both. Yeah, are David. Obsessed. David is a story artist working in uh, animated films. He's very. He's done incredibly well. Very proud mm. of him. And Stephen is funny, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm, doing, I'm trying get, to do a burn. You, I can't you, do him as well. You get as him you. in. You yeah, get okay. him in. No, um, cool. but, uh, but we ended up diverging. And like you said, we don't remember a lot about our childhood mm-hmm. before we reached consciousness. Well, it's you like know a what dream. I mean? It's almost, it's almost like, like a dream, yeah. isn't it? The only thing I remember is this, this distinct feeling of uncertainty. I think my journey was... You said your journey was before shame and after shame. Mm. And mine was... Feeling certain, transitioning to feeling uncertain, which yes. is the the reason we had such incredibly titanic arguments and disagreements, screaming matches, mm. fights, and those actually played well into our adult lives, is because when you have someone who is you, essentially, mm, mm, mm. who up until a certain point was a hive mind, mm. um, and and everything you said, he understood. He it, like he knew you better than anyone, and yeah. and the moment that person doesn't agree with you. It feels like such a betrayal. Yes, like a yes. visceral betrayal. How can this person, well, who, I, I, who's supposed to be on the inside of my brain yeah. and inside my skin, how I, is yeah. he? How is he not getting what is so obvious to me? I remember I used to be able to piss you off. I used to be yes. able to drive you crazy just yeah. by saying, "Hey." You know how we all have brains and we all see colors. Yeah, imagine. Oh, shit. I know this, 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 this is fucked this up. This mother's gonna blow big. If Stephen if Stephen said that if Stephen said what he's about to say at the age he is now to a child, he'd probably be arrested. <laughs> it's too weird. It just fucks up. Fucks with their brains. Yeah, I, I didn't buy him a racist doll. No. <laughs> Fuck you, Huckleberry Finn is an American classic. <laughs> I uh, I uh, no no I basically um I would say to you 
my brain sees colors and your brain sees colors, but we, there's no way of knowing that my brain sees exactly the same thing you do. Yeah. So what if my favorite color is the same as your favorite color? Yeah. And we just see the same thing. And it's like, because we can't swap out, you can't do a brain transplant. Yeah. You can't see what my brain sees. And you would just go, no, no, colors are colors, man. <laughs> colors are colors. Green is green. And, and that's why you bought the racist doll. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. You're just okay. adding to the things you're going to so cut. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just adding to the things we're going to cut. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, um, you're probably not going to cut. But, I, but I, did, I, did used to, I did used to say that to you. And, and, and also, I remember when, uh, only a couple of years ago now, we, we got high for the first time together. Yes. And um, we went to Amsterdam with a friend because we're such good boys. We didn't even drink until we were like 18. Like, yeah. like we're, we were very well-behaved kids. Yeah. And so we went to Amsterdam for a wedding and uh, we were well, our friend with me we, yeah we went with our good friend Adam Asmi and he's um a lovely guy and we went and had um, we went to a, a weed cafe yeah. and um you said the most funny thing which was like you were looking at us and going it's like i used to be able to read your minds and yes. now i can't because the drug had said to you you aren't seeing what they're seeing they're yeah. they're getting high in no suddenly i was looking at you like you yeah. were both wearing tinfoil hats mm. that were stopping my alien mind ray mm. from from being able to preempt what you were going to say because me you and even asmi who is another one of our brothers collected oh, big time. Our oh, mutually yeah. collected brother adam he's, asmi yeah, he's a big brother yeah. we when we are completely sober mm. have effortless Syn- chemistry synergy. synergy yeah yeah we can finish each other's sentences we know a, we, he went to film school with us so he we can complete the same quote mm. we make a lot of in jokes that no one go over people's heads suddenly we can have those I conversations felt, that are all yeah. done through looks across a room like yeah. exactly yeah and do you know what you guys became when when mm. when that st- when that shit kicked in <laughs> you became other people <gasps> you became people that i had no Wow. I like you became dull, boring people who you know. Have, have you ever had, had a conversation that just broke down completely and yeah. you wanted nothing more than to flee that yeah, conversation? Yeah, like yeah, when, it was when, like when, that. when someone starts talking to you at a bus stop or something, and you're like, okay, yeah, and because then, you and me, yeah. just to go back to our childhood briefly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, our family comments on this even to this day. I think we're getting better at it, but. Mm. I mean, it's it's amazing we haven't done a podcast up until now because they said <laughs> the one thing that they always got pissed off about is whenever there was a family gathering or anything, you and me would end up in the corner yeah. talking animatedly. For, they would have to tell like, us to stop. They talking would have to, to tell us other, to stop yeah. talking to each other because we would be talking about movies, we'd be talking about books, mm. we would be we would just be doing bits. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean like just long before you became just, a comedian, we would just, we would work just to on bring it back to the theme, bits. guys. Yeah. If you think about you know philia is the feeling of a yeah. kinship, a brotherly love. You yeah. know, if you take it even out of the biological mm. if you think about the people who you want to if you want to go out into the world and view everyone as your brother mm. that's what you're yearning for is a kind of a shared synergy and yeah. it's almost when you just when you said other people it's almost mm. like you described bigotry Yes. It's almost like you described not being able to empathize. Loneliness. Loneliness. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the metaphor I came up with yeah. in my head because I, I, I had uh, way too much people. Um, yeah. Because I, because the first one I, I didn't know how to inhale because I'd only ever had cigars. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I was so like, funny. I will not be cheated out of another no, life no, no, experience. No, no. And so I, I started taking monster drugs. We were there, like, like, like um, me and Adam uh, suddenly, he was like, whoa. And I was like, why? Well, what's going on? And then I was like, whoa. And then, and then we saw you getting increasingly upset that the, the, the stuff hadn't been kicking in because you were you were not smoking you were smoking it like a student doing a student film who yeah. didn't smoke you well, were no, smoking, I was smoking it like, like a, a cigar you know you, yeah. you, you put it into your mouth yeah. and you blow a smoke and it ring. wasn't going into I, your lungs i'd never yeah. felt smoke in my lungs it's like you mean you mean yeah. you mean you set fire to your lungs because <laughs> we're so basic we were basically but but the thing is it's funny because you were you you picked up the other two splits that we hadn't even gotten to the point of like mm. and then me and adam were like don't 
Don't. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> we were both three sheets for the well, fucking Also, wind. we weren't in a very cool place. It was like this horrible, like, it, it, it was like the, the walkabout of, um, of weed we cafes. It was like, just like, like the, no other people in there. Everyone was, else looked like they were having as miserable a time as we were. It was nothing cool about yeah. the place. Um, but but, then I, <laughs> but the, the metaphor, and then I suddenly went, and yeah. then I just started freaking out. And yeah. there's like footage of me rubbing my knees in terror. Yeah. And, then, and then we kept looking at our phone, at Adam's phone, and it like no time had passed. We'd be like, yeah. oh my god, no time had It was passed. almost like we were trapped in and time. I, I felt like yeah. we'd been, been there for days. And then I managed somehow to get to the toilet. I mm-hmm. don't know how I found it. Yeah. But I managed to get to the toilet. And then I looked at my phone. Mm. And my phone had forgotten to adjust for, for being in Amsterdam. Yeah. So I thought we'd gone back in time. <laughs> and I was like, I suddenly started crying. I was like, we're never going to leave here. Anyway, um, <laughs> but, the, but just to bring it back, the, the metaphor I would use for how I felt about suddenly looking at you and Adam yeah. was that I felt like... Adam said it was like he was in a robot, a giant robot. And yes. He had the control. Like he was in the Men in Black. Yeah. Uh, the, the guy yes. gets killed in Men in Black. Exactly. Little, like he was the yeah. little alien pilot thing, but, uh, but he couldn't control the, like, but the, the controls weren't working. Yeah. He, yeah. He, the input that he was giving wasn't giving the output. And mm. the thing I would add to that is I felt like we were spaceships. Mm. And it was the first time I realized that nothing can breathe in between. Yeah. It's like gravity, like, you know, mm. like the film Gravity. Yeah. Like you're in a spaceship and I'm in a spaceship. Mm. And between us is actually you can't survive in it. It's yeah. like, I, I can send radio to you, I can talk to you, I can send visual to you, mm. but we're not actually in the same ship. And you're right, mm. that is a sobering, it's a, yeah. when you grow up with someone who you think is so. And I think that must be why people yearn for romantic relationships because yeah, when you get into a couple, you do kind of feel like, mm. oh, we, we are pregnant, we do this, we do that, we are now one, we all yeah. think the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think that uh, what you're speaking to is that um, when you are outside of someone's brain, like when you, when you feel like you can't read someone else's mind, whose mind you usually were able to read, mm. you feel very frightened. Mm. That's how uh, that, that that was the thing that surprised me. That's when, what you said. You said yeah. uncertainty is how I felt you would define the second half of your life. Things didn't make sense, or at least I didn't feel as secure in any of the things that I had taken completely for granted as mm. being the way things were. Mm. So suddenly, I I ended up having someone who differed with me, mm. and even even small disagreements felt like huge divides because it was like you were telling me the sky was. Was, was on fire yeah. and and black was white and up was down because and, yeah. it was day not night David <laughs> fuck you <laughs> <laughs> it's, called, it's, okay. called, it's called the sun and it's going in the book the closest we had to that when we were babies do you remember was we went to um, uh, yes, an American I know, I know exactly log what, flume ride exactly in an American theme park I know exactly we, what you're going to yeah. say we were in America and and there was, was it America? It was America. We I were, thought it was Thorpe Park. No, we were. Maybe we're thinking of two different things. Oh, no. yeah. we were in a log flume ride when yeah. we were in the states mm-hmm. when we were about six or seven years old. Okay, and I vividly remember um, bashing your bashing head. my head against the seat in front of me on the log flume ride when we came and hit the water. Yeah. I mean, it explains a lot. Hurting my. <laughs> and I'm going to give you that one. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't feel. <laughs> Don't cut that. Okay. No. <laughs> It felt like, like, I don't know if I actually chipped my tooth, but it felt like if I had chipped my tooth, there would have been evidence as yeah. to who this happened to. Mm. But but the upshot was every time that story has come up in our family, you have believed that that happened to you. And you swear positively that mm. you have a memory of the exact thing having, happening mm. to you. Not well, only, I did at the time. Yeah. yeah. I don't trust myself. I mean, I, I, Neither na- do I now. Nowadays, I see myself as the, um, yeah. the unreliable narrator. Yeah, we were such a hive mind back then that we actually 
um, share a memory mm. vividly and experientially in which not only do I not think it was you who bashed uh, their head, but I have a memory of you being fine and laughing at me. And you, are, and you have a memory of me being fine and laughing at you. It's like, no, not, it could not have happened to both of us. The important and thing is that Stephen is a prick. <laughs> don't, don't, Pointing don't, and laughing. Don't worry, I know where we go in the rest of the podcast so that it gets balanced out. <laughs> okay, so we've handled childhood. Yeah. We've handled um, adolescence. We've handled the diversions. I think the, the thing, the moment when I felt the div- div- diversion was that I felt like you were turning everything into a double act. So yeah. I would have an English class, and then you'd show up to kind of collect me for lunch. Yeah. And I'd be talking to my teacher, and then you'd just suddenly start talking as if we're like a, a kind mm. of like a comedy double act, and I would resent you for it. I'd be yes. like, I just want to talk to my teacher. Like, why, mm. do you, why are you making it? And they would be yeah. like, oh, you're so cute. Mm. You know, the Trumbull twins. Mm. Oh, my God. This being so compounded funny. by the fact that we are, we were cute as fuck. Oh, yeah. yeah as kids in school. I'm, I'm and, comfortable with yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were very fucking cute. Yeah, but when we were in school, that was uh, the beginning of an existential crisis mm-hmm. because. I was much more willing to be a double act than you because at the time I was selling my love to anyone who would buy it. Well, right. Now, but, that was going to be my yeah, next question yeah. because you felt that feeling of uncertainty. Is that do you think yes, why I double down? You, you know, but is that why you think you've always been searching for yeah. people that will offer you certainty? And I think that there's definitely what you've kind of found in America. You found mm. this because there's what what mm. is America if not mm. a land where people really believe. Yes, you know, like belief like, is not stigmatized in exactly. America. Exactly, like hope and optimism are not dirty words. Mm. They're not things to be ashamed it's of. Very and, stoic. Yeah, I mean, it's not that. I mean, obviously, imposter syndrome is yeah, just yeah. as oh, rife yeah. in America. And helicopter parenting is the flip side of that coin. Oh. Is that the double edge of that sword? Well, is that Americans believe double, so yeah. much in exceptionalism mm. that they can abuse their children yeah. um, and make them vicarious sort of mm. like suppositories for all of their neuroses? You know yeah. what I mean? Suppositories. suppositories. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is that, is that, is that uh, American parents, are, some of them are in need of, of an existential enema. <laughs> Helico- but, helicopter. Helicopter parents. Yeah, but when I was slowly like, landing <laughs> on me, like just looking up into the, the, the brown porthole at the bottom. For God's sake. Um, <laughs> let's just leave this analogy. Okay, but, but, but okay. when no, we were in school, but, yeah, it was yeah. like I did share an existential enema angst even though mm. i was doubling down on it I, my existential angst was realizing that people viewed us as a part of the scenery we had friends people mm. liked us we weren't bullied anywhere near as much as other people we were kind of were. verbally bullied do you remember what the most biting thing people would do was in, yeah. in, in general yeah they yelled trumble trumble and then so that we would both look around and then they would laugh because we both turned around and i'm like yeah it's funny because we we're both called trumble fucking yeah th- that's where i learned the beauty of comedy Hi, I'm in Delaware. Yeah, um, no, um, but 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 also we ended up having to like. Speaking of love, this is a podcast about love and yes. brotherly love. I still distinctly remember like one of the other kids saying, "Do you do you, you love, love your brother?" brother? Yeah. and I said, "Yeah, he's my brother. I love him." And they said, hey, "He's gay." <laughs> and it's like again the height comedy of gold, the comedy gold, the height yeah. of wit. So how did you feel um, in that period? Because I know you were the one who demonstrated the most resistance yeah. to it and that's resistance that has stayed yes i'd say that um if there's anything i regret really in our relationship as brothers mm. is that i feel a lot that i do kind of reject your love a lot 
which is something that I'm very aware of. And I I know that you're very aware of because you are so loving Mm. and you almost, you're kind of not not aggressively loving, but you're kind of oppressively loving. Well, no, it's it's kind of like, like, uh, Mm. your love is a testament to how much you care, you Mm. know, uh, and it's, it's always, you wear it as a badge of honor. And the thing is, I think what I've realized is because I'm missing certain things in my life, I feel like, I, I yearn so much for a kind of romantic love, mm. that, uh, but but at the same time, don't have a lot of the tools mm. to go and get it. I don't date very often, even yeah. now. Like I'm not a very, I'm not very capable in that in that respect uh, emotionally. Mm. And uh, but it means that I'm always looking for it. And yeah. I think I'm one of those guys whose brain is so full of stuff yeah. that if you're not going to sleep with me, I don't have time. <laughs> When, when, okay, that's simplification. But what, what I mean is that, like, the irony uh, is that you and I have shared a bed many a time. Yes. <laughs> well, no, you you will just leap and you, you have I'll no boundaries. I'll you, spoon the fuck out you of have you. Have no boundaries <laughs> at all. You once you once wiped your nose on my shoulder. <laughs> And, More and, than once. And, and we were in our teens. Yeah. Like, that was the... <laughs> I thought you were talking about when we were in our 20s. Well, yeah. I'm sure I've done that it, it, could, it could have been 18, 19. Yeah. Uh, you know, in your defense, you know, Steve rhymes with sleeve. So, you know, you were just confused. But, like, yeah. <laughs> I find it... I, so I feel it with Sarah and Claire, with our sisters, with our mum mm. and dad, mm. some with even our friends. Like, people will call me and I won't get back to them because yeah. I need... I need the connect. I need a romantic connection with somebody, mm. and it's just like I'm waiting for it. And I and and I, I was explaining this to a, a friend of mine the other day, mm. and I said, "You know what I mean? Like, you get, can I get what I mean?" And mm. she went, "No." <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 you know, you love your friends, you love your family. Well, I, 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 what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, hopefully, this 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 podcast will help with this because I feel mm. like we're gonna make I, a breakthrough. I I, I kind of feel like I need to be able to just be like it's all good let's bring it all in yeah. you know and i should go back and i should open the drawers and look at all the mm. old pictures and stuff and well, you're, you're, it's like i'm yeah. afraid to do it because i feel like a failure because i haven't done yeah. enough anyway. you are right that um that 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 you you have a certain syndrome uh, which is that that uh, when you are well aware of what someone is trying to get out of you or someone's asking for you from you mm. you are more resistant to giving it to them because the sheer fact that you've it's almost like you've uh, you've nailed them. Like like, oh, I know what you're doing. <laughs> mm, you mm. see it, and you're to show them that you know why they're doing it. You say, "I'm not going to give it to you." Well, we're kind of like you, we're, you make them wait a little bit. We're kind of like an old married couple yeah. in in a, in a lot of ways, and we always were like that yeah. kind of nattering, blah blah blah. Yeah. And I think it's like to the point where you're the guy who's always saying, "I love you," mm. and I'm the guy who's like. Uh, the whole point of I love you is I don't have to say it, woman. You know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like you know, it's it's that kind of relationship where gender normative. <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of it's that kind of relationship where um you're constantly saying it because yeah. you're so free with it, yeah. and I almost feel like you devalue it to say yeah. it so often because it's like yeah. I thought the whole point because that's the, that's the thing I think about brothers. I think brothers are the people who have already forgiven each other. Yeah, so there's almost yeah. no point in in doing it because it's like it's almost annoying because mm. it's like well. Okay, we're already forgiven. Hmm. Like, like if we ever had an argument or a blazing row or something like that, all you had to do was sleep on it. Yeah, and we're back because like I can't get rid of you. Like, we're like, yeah. we're, we're like it, that's the thing. That's yeah. what philosophy is trying to tell you to do with the yeah. rest of the world. Is yeah. like, take if you want to feel brotherly love for everyone, embrace it unconditionally. Imagine if everyone who offended you, yeah, everyone who who wronged you, hmm. and this could be anyone on any part of the political spectrum. Yeah. Imagine if every single person who ever wronged you, you'd already forgiven. Yeah. 
Imagine that you couldn't lose them, which is actually getting harder and harder mm. in today's world, as because uh, you know obviously it, it, mm. there's a lot of yeah. identity politics, a lot of people yeah. you know get things getting more woke, which yeah. is great. Like progress is good, but mm. at the same time, there's this thing of like you know you do realize we're that moving away from brotherly love. You do realize like America does have to realize that even after Donald Trump is gone, mm. half of their country they still have to live with. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Both sides. Yeah, and that's never not been the case. Like like yeah. why why don't yeah. you see everyone as your brother? You like you know all mm. everyone as your family. But it's actually comforting right now for people. Mm. Because people don't actually want to have to deal with that level of complexity, no. so it's actually a relief to be a member of the resistance. Well, people double down on it, and 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 the forgotten people, the people who call themselves like the silent minority or the you know whatever, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the uh, whatever the southern strategy, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. they actually love being a tribe yeah. because their brotherhood is defined by being a narrow group, as is the side of the resistance, which is like these are these are the things we will and won't accept. There is no unconditional country fidelity mm. to to your fellow countrymen if they don't reflect what you. Believe the country should be. Mm. So you're right. It, people get into very monolithic ways well, of thinking. That looking for certainty. Exactly. Exactly. Looking and, for certainty and finding it. And you talk about. I mean, it's interesting to hear you talk about the resisting of love. Mm. Um, and you I'm aware of it. So you what I'm trying to say yeah. is, I'm aware of it. Yeah. And every time I do say I love you, it it it, it has to mean something. And it, and there are moments yeah. where I do say. I think I think what was the one time that I said I love you and you were like. Well, Stephen Stephen said I love you, so he must be in he must, must be, be in deep he, shit. He must be in free fall. He must be in a hole. <laughs> okay, let's get to uni, because uni is the turbulent yeah. time. Yeah. Because we went to the same uni. I hope everyone's enjoying this like uh run because we've been here for like an hour already. Because otherwise um, it's just I- incredibly cheap therapy. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's quite good. I think this is a, this I'm, is a, I'm, at, I'm, this I'm enjoying is, it. This is a this is a peek into the eyes of, the uh, of brothers of, yeah. of what it is to be and this is a certain type of brotherhood that is so close. Yeah. Um okay, so we went to the same 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 university, which I yes. think was a mistake personally. But it's unfortunately it's one of those things where so many good things came out of it that you, you couldn't go back in a time machine and change it. And after like, a while it's basically we, we just yeah. shouldn't have lived together. Together, essentially, no. is what we're, as adults, we lived together for the first two years. We were so destructive, and we were young men, and we were full of this kind of coiled emotion. I think in just our head, we thought, "Well, of course, we're going to live together yeah. because we've never because not that lived was together. comfortable. That's that was, what we yeah. assumed would happen." And we would have arguments so loud mm. that they could be heard three Take streets it, yeah. away. Yeah. Our friend Tom. <laughs> had to put up with us butt-dialing him. One of us butt-dialed well, him yeah. whilst we were having a screaming match inside yeah. the house. I was basically trying to rip my own door <laughs> off its hinges to get into my room because David had barricaded himself in my room. Just because I knew it would fuck you up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I clawed my way in and started to literally throttle you. Yes, it was. It was, And, and that's only one event in a uni career that spans... Mirror shattering. Yes, um, we um, broke a mirror. Screaming at each other. That explains whilst, a lot. Screaming at each other whilst pissing in a bush. <laughs> 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 um, um, any number of like me chasing you down a street. Mm-hmm. Um, in Oxford once. Um, Did you? Yeah, you like, me? I was yelling at you so hard that you just said, oh, "Fuck you!" I'm going home, and yeah. you started running, and I just started chasing you. <laughs> it was like, it was like <laughs> but but going back to it being a marriage. Mm. When we were in uni, we were very much operating in that mode because we were simultaneously utterly dependent on each other yeah. and at the same time um, resentful yeah. of of the boundaries that the other imposed. Yeah, and we I, need and yeah. we needed we needed to make a, a clean break and yeah. we just and we weren't doing it. We left it too late. It was the tension of of like this needs to happen and yeah. none of us know that it needs to happen. Yeah. And then the moment it did, everything was fixed. In everything retrospect, was fine. I can't believe. We let it go two years in uni, living in the same place. It, it, I don't believe it either. No, I don't it's, believe it's, 
But yeah. <laughs> and, and then I moved in with with someone else who would yeah, become exactly. one of the most yes. important people uh, yeah. of that part of my life. You know, exactly. Yeah. So we both found uh, another brother. Yeah. And we, Another brother, and, yeah, exactly. and, and we moved in. But, but but in that time, things got a bit fraught. There were uh, several moments where things got a bit out of hand. The funny thing about brothers is because I've never had a fight with anyone except you, a physical fight. Yeah, I've never had a physical fight with anyone except you. And it's like it's like lion cubs, isn't it? Yeah, I've never mm. never felt physically threatening towards another person. Yeah. But I have punched you in the face. <laughs> yes, and you've you've used my body to shatter a full length mirror. Yeah, yeah, and you've punched me in the face. Yeah, we we have had a physical fight and, as adults. Yeah. And my one of my first memories of you is of you biting me. Really? Yes, I still remember crying on the toilet seat because Mum had taken me into the toilet while I was tears were streaming down my face because you'd bitten me. And we used to have a running joke that we would tell people that, that uh, they say, oh, who's the evil twin? Thinking that that's fucking hilarious. Mm, mm, mm. And so because we don't, because our, our way of reacting to a bad joke is to rewrite it and give it back to them. Yeah, exactly. And say, here, I think you'll find this is better. Reframing So it, instead yeah. we would say, um, actually, we take it in turns to be the evil twin. <laughs> so, so Stephen had a period from 08 to 0, whatever. Like, yes, you know. yes, so, yes. So yes. there was a period where, where you were the biter. And then let's just be honest... Throughout all of high school, I was the evil twin. Well, you were wearing black. Yeah, I, I, I had wore, a little goatee. I went all You stopped emo. eating, so you looked like Gollum. You were like, I you was were gaunt. emo as shit, I was man. gaunt and, and dramatic, melodramatic. Mm. And I was too shy to be evil. But, but more importantly, I had toxic tantrums based upon what yeah, I wanted. You and, would have and tantrums, yeah. My emotions um, uh, sparked like a match on gasoline at, at, at a moment's notice mm. about everything. Mm. And you... I don't. Like, here's the big mystery about the two of us, because this is going to get back to uni in just a yeah, few yeah, seconds. Yeah, but yeah. like, but but th- this is int- important contextually. Okay. Which is that I've always found the mystery that I ask myself about us is: Are you? Did you grow up introverted because you're an introvert, or did you become an introvert because I was so extroverted? Mm, and mm. did I become extroverted because you were introverted? Right. Because I can't figure out if we diverged in personality in response to the other because uh, because mm. i had everything on my sleeve and and you 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 say yeah i'm a guy mm, who has his mm. heart on his sleeve and and when i was younger that was the umbrella mm. and rationalization for some very destructive personality mm. traits mm. pretty much a a, a a deferring of responsibility for any kind of destructive action mm. and you by contrast you're a stand-up comedian now, but I remember you used to be the nicest and most civil and the most uh, contained person. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna veto that. Okay. I'm gonna blackball that. Okay. Okay. Because you Black say you ball. had toxic tra- tantrums, yeah. right? Yeah. I, if you, had, you you go forward five years yeah. in uni. Yeah. That's I, where it comes I, out. No, 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 no. But like, if, if you go yeah. forward five years in uni, yeah. I had my own toxicity, but it was a different toxicity. Yes. I had the uh, I'm shy and bitter and resentful mm. i had the thing that then that um nowadays if unchecked can spiral into like mm. incel culture that yeah. kind of like yeah. i'm a nice guy but but i'm shy and nobody likes me and now I, i'm looking for someone to be angry at and to blame and when you so, first started so drinking I, so, so, just so, so, in the tail so end of high school i would never that started coming out too yeah, rage exactly. monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah what yeah. would happen is what well, just kind of moaning i would just mo- I, would, I, would, I would get i would get drunk and i would moan mm. and i think and the funny thing is so you say that you had this cut you were the evil twin mm. and then Afterwards, I was the evil twin, mm. but for a completely different way. Yeah. You're right; it is that introversion. Yeah. I think we have our own. Even when we were together, we have our own things, our root causes. Like I've, yeah. d- I've done a lot of work in counselling yeah. to work out what those root causes are. I'm sure you've done the same. Yeah. So I think I, well, I, 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 I wouldn't I read say, a very I, good book. About I wouldn't it, yeah. say it was 
a reaction to each other. Mm. I think that's a convenient reframing. Perhaps we compounded and exacerbated. Mm. Why are we trying to, mm. to take, take mm. away our own individuality? Mm. Yeah. We're allowed to have our own problems. Yeah, well, we may have had our own problems, but I believe back then we certainly defined ourselves mm. as being counter to the other's personality. Mm. And their what their personality was something we wouldn't be seen dead being. Yeah. And, and we would... Um... Do you want some whiskey? Yeah, I'll totally have some yeah. whiskey. That sounds great. A friend of mine... Because I've I've recently gotten into it. I got some whiskey as a gift. Wow! Because we're getting right, into it's, it's, we're getting into the rough. It's part Irish of whiskey, the, and I feel like we're heading yeah. to the heading we're to heading the, into the rough heading part. to that time. So let's just get some. We're gonna have some Powers yeah. Irish whiskey gold label. Yeah. Let's 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 let's, yeah. let's get the mic. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty nice. I like that. That's lovely. Okay. So we okay. Okay. Mm. What were you going to say? Well, so it's, yeah, it's good to university. Put the on it. Every no, now actually, and again. A, little, a little punctuation point. So, so in, in fact, let's even take a little. Let's take a little okay. pause. All right. <laughs> okay. What were you saying? Okay. So. In, in uni, I think everything that we had strategized about our personalities and everything that we had contained about our personalities and everything that we had identified in the other person mm. came to a head yeah. in a couple of different ways. So my girlfriend has a, a good way of saying things. She says that if you look at every person's... Every person's got a bit of a messed up personality in some way. Yeah. And she she believes that every person who has that personality they have that personality because they are recovering from a trauma and everyone has a trauma that they relive over and mm. over and over again even if it's a tiny one like yeah. it doesn't yeah. always have to be the most extreme trauma well tiny can be enormous it can yeah. be epic well yeah. th that's why i completely believe in the kind of the the damage that can be done to young girls and boys yeah even by the slight just by like like just mm. an, an older person touching somebody's knee yeah could mess them up for life, for fucking life so yeah. anyone who anyone who you yeah. reacts to like the me too stuff yeah. and go yeah. Well, some things aren't as bad as others. It's mm. like mm. fuck you, man. You don't you don't understand what, yeah. how you bad. cannot be the arbiter of what the metric is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. Like how yeah. how, do you, how can you know? Anyway, but, and, what were you saying? And so yeah, you mentioned like your regret mm. about um, the way that you have been resistant to my more overt displays of affection towards you, mm. right? But that being said, I'm always very forgiving of it. Because well, you, I yeah. I do understand that there are reasons for that yeah. guardedness, and yeah. there are reasons for our dynamic as mm. a whole. Because I think our dynamic, I'm hoping, you know, mm. touch wood, yeah. hoping our dynamic is actually settled into something that's pretty positive. Yeah, very much. Um, so. But that's not without. Um, it's not without. Uh, it's not without utilitarian regret. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Useful, 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 useful regret. Yeah. It's not without a regret. Character building, character flaws. building yeah. flaws that we have lived together that define mm. the second chapters of our lives. Yeah, yeah, and we that can't was just you can't just turn around and say yeah. we're nice guys now. Like, and when we get to it, it's gonna because we know what we're talking about, don't yeah. we? Yeah, I mean, I think you know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, but I don't see it as big a deal as you do. I think. I, yeah, I, because I have yeah. done a story after that, which yeah. makes which which yeah. knocks it out of the park. Yeah, I can remember. I'm gonna because because what we're talking about 
and I'll go into it a little bit from my perspective. If but you I want, say, if you yeah. want. No, I, I feel like it's right for the podcast to okay. talk about it because okay. it's, it's something that I, I make no bones about when I talk okay. to people. I've okay. talked about it a lot. But um, seemingly, it's the kind of thing that brothers go through, you yeah. know? Yeah. But for me, it's, uh, it, it, it was something that was uh, rising in me for a very long time, much younger. Hmm. Do you remember that time you mentioned the girl I thought I was in love with back when I was a teenager? Yes, yeah. One time you, you did a, one of the best things i do remember this one of the best things you broke me out of a fever yeah i broke i broke you i broke i broke the fever yeah yeah because we were walking home and i was so angry and miserable because the person i the woman i love doesn't love me yeah yeah. even though it was the first even though i barely knew it was the first love it was the first love guys you know it was the first love it feels it doesn't feel any less real even if it's yeah and they were friends and she you know she liked him and she liked having around but she just didn't feel that way about him. and i turned into that asshole friends only guy because i maintain forever when you're 16 men create the friend zone and stay in it women do not put men into Yes. Yeah, no, I think uh, my, my official line on the friend zone is that the friend zone does not exist, but if it did exist, it's created by men yes. who are too cowardly to just tell a person how they feel. Or to move on yeah. because, or because, to accept. Because, yeah. be, because being friends with someone you are actually in love with is a very predatory thing to do yeah. and a very toxic thing to do. Yeah, exactly. And like so, like, like yeah. If, 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 if you're in love with someone and you're not telling them, yeah. that's that's on you. It's a practice yeah. that I'm glad to say I, I'm now no longer... Great. Um, but no, but, you know, but yeah. dude, you, you got to forgive yourself for that because you were like 16. No, no, I was a teenager. 17, man. I know, I was a teenager. But but like I do think about the, my, my initial idea of love and it's just it just freaks me out the, okay. that I ever felt like so oh. incel-like, insulacious. If well, you like. I, I think it's an increasingly common problem with yeah. young men. Yeah, to any woman that I ever had a crush on, who <laughs> I ever made feel bad, because you hadn't read the script I was writing in my head, that I do unreservedly apologize. I was a, I was an idiot. Well, that's that's very, that's very big of you, man. Yeah. So, 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 why, so what did I do? What happened the, was yeah. I was so mad. You actually provoked me, consciously provoked me. To, in, to go for me. To yeah. go for you. To, 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 we'd just gone to off the bus. Me. We were in that little passageway. Yeah, we were about 16. Yeah, we, we'd just got off the bus, yeah. going home. You'd been like... We were in a narrow passageway, so there yeah. was nowhere for me to go. You you cornered me, yeah. and you provoked me into almost lunging at you yeah, because, you I, because I had such rage. At me. I had rage that I couldn't do it, and I think I even threw myself against the wall. No, what, 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 what happened was yeah. you went for me, and then when you realized you didn't want to hurt me, yeah. you, you started slamming yourself into the brick wall. God, it makes me sound He's, you're crazy. So you're so, no, but you're just a, you're just a, you're just a I was such a man. melodramatic. This is guy, what I mean yeah. by heart and sleeve, man. Yeah. And 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 after about three um, sandblasts, you um, <laughs> kind of came out of it. You you just started crying, yeah. and I just kind of gave you a hug and I held yeah. you, and that was kind of that. And it was a very important yeah. moment. It was an right. important moment, and 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 you were there for me. But that event, I actually tie it to the event that happened in university, which right. is uh, the 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 negative um, mm. uh, byproduct of that kind of. Uh, fast track to my rage uh, okay. that I had, and 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 it's connected because this was my first feeling of love mm. that then in university was bookended by the first real relationship I ever had. So I finally, after many years of feeling like alone and many years of like having non-starter sort of wannabe relationships with people, I ended up in a relationship with somebody. That happened to put me in conflict with another one of our friends. Yeah, another one of our friends who was um, a good friend of mine yeah. uh, had a crush on this girl. We won't, we won't go into the story because the the, the, yeah. the, the really happy news of this is that uh, you and he are now really good now friends. Now very good friends. Yeah, really no, no. Good friends. All of that's in the past. It's all and in the past. But you and him yeah. basically 
my friend and my brother yeah. were at war for a year yeah. over a girl. It was like a silent cold war, mostly. Yeah. Um, and neither of them were particularly a war told mature by proxy, people. Yeah. Fought yeah. By proxy. And I was yeah. very diplomatic on both sides. Yeah. And I basically um, became... Yeah. Uh, Sweden or whatever it is. You became is it Sweden, I which was Norway which, or something. Yeah, which was the one. And, and Switzerland. Uh, you became Switzerland. I became Switzerland, yeah. which was yeah. out. Which was which was it. It really bugged you. Yeah, it no, was the no. ultimate betrayal. It yeah. was the ultimate betrayal, and I, I used the word betrayal earlier, um, mm. very very purposefully. So and 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 also just just as another little thing, not only are me are me and this guy friends now, but uh, my first girlfriend's now very happily married. Oh, lovely to yeah, a lovely yeah, guy. She's and great. So so all of that stuff's well and truly in the past. But yeah. this, it was a very good. You had a, yeah. you had a great. I mean, like like it, it, yeah. I mean, a lot of the instigating problem came from the. Uh, but both of you were kind of uh, creating this antagonism because technically. You know, mm. you had one fair maiden and everything was fine. He had been interested in that person. I had been a, a confidant of his. And then I did, had not been aware that I was going to fall in love with this person mm. and that we were going to end up dating. Mm. When we did, he viewed it as a betrayal. And, and at the time, because I was raised with a very healthy ego and a desire for affirmation, it burned me that someone disliked me in mm. that way. It burned me that someone would hate me. Mm. Um, and and uh, it felt like... Uh, uh, uncertainty. Yeah, uncertainty, exactly. Felt like uncertainty. Untethered from, from stability of, of, of knowing that I was unconditionally loved yeah. by somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what happened was that Stephen had the unfortunate uh, reality of living with this person. Yeah. And that person um, was his friend. And so Stephen was like a proxy kind of like voice of reason it was a collaborator yeah in, in my mind you were so mm. at the time not only were we still going to uni together but we were also going to work together mm. in sainsbury's we were both checkout chicks in the same thing so yeah. we, we couldn't escape each other even we, when we were now we, living we, we in we other just houses weren't functioning adults we didn't know how to do anything by ourselves yeah you know, so, yeah, exactly. so even though we lived in in different houses now mm. you were living with this guy and a bunch so, of other yeah, people so we're walking home we would walk to and from work, and it was a long walk that took us past the uni, and there's a mm. field that borders yes. the university and is like the field you have to go to and from when you're going to work. Mm -hmm. And we got into an argument because I was ranting about how this guy didn't like me, and my rage became focused inexorably on Stephen because I wanted Stephen to defend me. Mm. And, and Stephen was doing the exact right thing in that situation. Which was which was refusing to choose a side because it wasn't your fight mm. and because you had the you had the wisdom to be like um um it's not my job to to like yeah to throw mud for you mm. and at that time my rage became self sustaining yeah. like 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 the fucking like sun in Spider Man yeah. two it's like the fucking <laughs> dark ox exactly the power but, of the sun the in the palm of your hand no it was the power of fuckery in my fucking hand um, <laughs> you, 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 had, you had four extra mechanical arms I, all with fuckery in them yeah uh, I had four middle fingers you had bald fists full of fuckery full of fuckery but it, but it was the rage of entitlement and the fear of being rejected yeah. that I had held onto for most of my young life mm. came out in 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 an incredibly violent way for what was actually equated to only a, like a like a minute i feel like i feel like you're you're, you're doing a lot of explanation yeah before you say it okay so Just say it. You, you 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 punched me to the ground i punched him to the ground um while screaming in his face yeah talking about how and I his of, job was uh, yeah. to be he was he was being disloyal to me he and, was I, being betrayed. and i yeah. deliberately didn't fight back yeah, and he and let so me punch him I basically, repeatedly. I got hit in yeah. the face about a yeah. good two or three times, four or five times, um, yeah. uh, and ended up on my back in the middle yeah. of this field. Yeah, and I still remember 
I it's actually emblazoned in me the mm. look on your face when every punch hit. Really, it, it breaks my heart. Wow! Because it was like seeing someone have all of their hope taken away. Of like this person who would never hurt you mm. is 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 attacking me, and it's the kind of thing that that, that uh, and so so yeah. I mean, it was by no means the most epic beating of all time. No, I mean, like, I'm sure, I'm but sure it was everything have, I had. I'm sure give. many people out yeah. there have had worse or, yeah. or have had similar. And, and you yeah. can say yeah. that when it's brothers, it's like yeah. different. It's, it's always kind yeah. of lying cubs. And then, and then the next, yeah. and then also full disclosure, the yeah. next week, just to bounce scales, I'm pretty sure I clocked you on yeah. the week, you, exactly. A week I later. think you did. I think, I think it was a psychological need. I came around your place. We had another argument mm. and I clocked you like a good, like, like a good, like, yeah. like, like, a, like a wet side swipe. Yeah. <laughs> like a kind of like a, you know, like yeah. I think I managed to get you. Yeah. But much to your credit, I remember. You know, you took the next day. I didn't let you get away with it. I, no. I kind of said to you that is not cool. That is not right. And I think it was either just before then or mm. around that time that you decided to start going to the counselor at the school yes. and talking about it. And yes, which resulted in a, a much better you from then on. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you, you were trying to preface this by saying that it was a small incident. You know, mm. it wasn't mm. that big. And it, but 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 we just covered the fact that something small can be huge. Mm. For me, I. For actually, you, it's huge. Yeah, I actually yeah. view it as the de- de- decisive turning point of my life wow. um, um, in many ways. For one thing, the saddest thing, because it, because this actually has haunted me ever since. Um, and a lot of the decisions and a lot of the ways that I punish myself, in fact, in life, my girlfriend often tells me is because I'm constantly atoning in my mind mm. for doing that. It, it It's funny because it, it taught me firsthand a type of regret that i never understood until then and it's a regret that like now i understand how people feel when they how people must feel if they cheat or Mm -hmm. or or, or do something that's against their values because i basically realized like okay fine yeah i did that thing but the sad part is not just that i did it it's that i can no longer live in a world where i have never done that yeah it's from now on, no matter how good I treat you, for your, the rest your, of your, your, your ivory tower is gone. For yeah. the rest of our lives, even if I never, ever, ever treat you like that ever again, mm. and I pretty much hope I won't, mm. because it's because it's a different part of our lives now, we've definitely changed into different men. But no matter what I do, I will always be the guy who did that. Mm. And uh, that is who I am. That is my identity. I'm not someone who would never do that. You know that old phrase, if you say, you know I would never hurt you, right? Yeah, to, exactly. to a woman, then that means if you have to say it, yeah, then it's not true. Well, I remember that's that's the that's the scariest line in Gone Girl. Yeah, is uh, there's there's a lot of scary lines in Gone Girl, mm. but the scariest line. I'm not going to force is, myself is, on you. Yeah, yeah. Neil, Neil Patrick Harris saying I'm not going to force myself on you, and it's like, well, 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 why would you why yeah. would you say that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. terrifying. That is a terrifying line of dialogue. Yeah, and so and 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 so I'm going to take it back to you because you, it's a milestone for us, I believe, mm. both of us, because for me, it broke my feeling of utter righteousness hmm. because nobody righteous does that taught you the consequence that you have to uh, live in a world where you're not always right you're yeah. not always righteous yeah and and i'm not the victim no one who brutalizes somebody is a victim that's yeah. that's not a victim and but but the other thing the other reason why it's a big milestone is because i remember it solidly as the moment you came into your own because you you, you met me um you didn't see me for, at first and i came in and you actually had a black eye you actually had marks Did on your I? face. Yeah. Oh, my, 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 my punches had actually left a mark that people could all see. And, he, and he'd, done, he'd been training. He'd yeah. Been no, 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 no. <laughs> there was actually a moment. Do you remember one time we were in the arts bar and, and I actually slapped you in the face? 
No. Okay, one time we were just having an argument about something stupid and you did something which was, which now what I fucking love about you, which is you were being witty. You did a witty right, burn yeah, to I hit, me. I, 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 yeah. You said something I that was you. really, really aimed at pressing my buttons. And in front of Liam and a couple other people, I fucking slapped you like a woman. I, no, and, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, yeah. what, 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 are you, what are you, the guy from Entourage? No, no, no. That's a bitch slap. No, no. A bitch slap for a bitch. <laughs> and by the way, I don't mean when I say that, I don't mean that I'm condoning treating women in that way or that women are, yeah. are punched in a different way. But I, I punched you like the stereotypical masculine. Yeah, yeah, yeah showing you it's who's a very boss. emasculating like, thing like a, to do to someone it was like yeah. a Batman yeah. in, 19, in the 1950s comics like quiet old Papa Spang you know what I mean it was <laughs> I fucking slapped you in the face and, and, I, and I fucking and then I, left I, I literally how, how did I react did I just I slapped you I wilt? you wilted in shock oh and I slapped and I, I slapped you and I walked out and Liam always brings it up like mate I remember that time when you fucking slapped Steve and walked out and we all were like that's not cool man is it Liam Dempsey by the way is um, yeah. uh, collected brother number collected 35 brother. <laughs> Although for me now he's number one. Oh, like, we will have him on the podcast. I love, You'll love him. He's yeah. a lovely fella. Um, he's he's up there. I don't, there's no list, but he's up there for sure. Exactly. exactly, um, exactly. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no. So so I'd had flirtations with being violent towards you in a very very misogynistic, domineer, <laughs> domineering way. And by misogynistic, I mean yeah, yeah. I mean that I treated you like like um, an errant. This well, well, wife. well, it was like a love. We yeah, it was yeah, yeah. exactly. It was like it was like a love. If we tip, were a marriage, yeah. then I was the the fragile man but who I, had to push the woman down. But I can imagine <laughs> then that that must have really scared you because I yeah. I, I I would hope, and I'm pretty yeah. sure you will tell me that mm. that you have never been you've that you've never been like the two an actual girlfriend. No, no. You've never been like that. No. And, and 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 you know uh, even before that or after that, um, mm. you know like. I mean, I, I just want to say right now, like the, the, David is like the nicest, most you know, earnest, general, generous person I've ever met. Like he's he's a brilliant, and like it, this is obviously a very raw story, yeah. Um, but it's 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 sitting on a huge mountain of good things. Like, well, well, like from our childhood honest, upwards, and I'm then gonna, afterwards, the reason it is sitting on a huge mountain is it's the foundation for the mm. mountain. It's it's it, it's the turning point where where I realized that I had to figure myself out mm. because if I kept going in that direction, I would become somebody for whom that would not do you be genuinely, true. Do you genuinely you genuinely worry like about that? Like, I do. You yeah. think you think Oh, I do. I do I do for sure. And and, wow. and I, mean, that's, and I that's, that's a real I like... feel like I'm forever going to be in the in a deficit that I have to overcome. Wow. Um uh, and that makes it sound like I'm being overly uh, self-deprecating there. Mm-hmm. But like it, it doesn't affect my day-to-day life. Yeah. But the way that I have responded to you you came into your own because the next day you showed up and you said... With the black eye. Right, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the black eye. And you said, no, no, no. And I was starting off by rationalizing it. I started Ooh, off by making right. excuses, saying, okay, I'm really sorry I did that, but I just lost my cool. And like expecting the obligatory automatic forgiveness that you're comes my, with You're my brother, brother, of course. It's fine. You're my brother, yeah. of course. And you said, no, 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 no. And you showed rage that I've never seen before in you. And do you know what it was? It was controlled rage. Mm. You were absolutely righteously controlled in your in your anger and outrage. And you said, no, 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 you don't get it. You will never do that to me again. You will never, ever, ever touch me like that again. You will never... F- I'm never going to let you do that again. If you do that again, then... then, then then you and I are not going to have the same like we're done. friendship. Yeah. You know, we're like, and, and you don't treat me like this. Mm. And, and you gave me essentially the most powerful kind of like 
the buck stops right here. I'm never going to let you do this to me again. Wow. And and I had no choice but to be like, do you know what? Yeah, yeah, oh, yes, yes, absolutely. I, I I never will. You're right. And from that, that's when I mm. um, started. And then next uh, week, yeah. I punched you in the face. <laughs> yeah, next week, you punched me in the fucking face. <laughs> but yeah, but that's fine, because I would happily let you punch me in well, the exactly, face, because exactly, I feel like yeah. I deserved it. Um, <laughs> and we've talked about it many times yeah. since, which is that our dynamic ever since that point has been... This actually leads me to like conversations I have with other people uh, mm-hmm. in my life in America, mm. which is that they see signs of that regret in me in the way that I act, mm. um, especially in, re- in regards to you, because as you say, I'm very affirming to you. I'm very, very much. Yeah. You're one and, of the most, like, yeah. he's the biggest fan of my, my comedy mm-hmm. and everything that I've chosen to do in the last like 10 yeah. years. He's yeah. like, he's like my biggest, biggest booster. To have a twin brother is to have your biggest fan and your harshest critic in one person. Mm. Uh, because I know that you've struggled with self deprecation and, and, and depression yeah. and self doubt. Right. And sometimes feelings of anxiety around your work. Mm-hmm. My instinct is to always be your cheerleader and mm. to, and to affirm you. Mm. And, be my herald. And, yeah. Be my herald, man. Yeah, and so You're my in, silver surfer, dude. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm, he's I'm, a herald of woe. I'm going to eat. I'm, I'm eating fucking worlds, man. Oh, you're Galactus. <laughs> <laughs> Only one will happen. The Codfather, <laughs> like, Venus. Mmm, tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you just show up a couple of days earlier, and you're like, yeah. sorry, Jupiter <laughs> is tastiest in the eye. <laughs> It's got its own little piece of. It's got its own it's little like a piece, meatball. It's own little piece of pepperoni. You know, pepperoni, pepperoni. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's 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 like it's like when you. Uh, it's where the juices coagulate. No, no. It's it's like where the barista makes a little heart. Yeah. <laughs> we still have we still have to get to the end of this podcast. Yeah. What we'll do is we'll is I'm gonna I luckily have the happy ending to this story. Good. And I have it in my back pocket, folks. So I'm very, very happy that I have it for you. Don't worry, kids. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Also, we'll have some final thoughts on Mm. brotherhood. And I think it's been a really great chat, don't you think? I think it has been. I think it's been very positive. A lot of this stuff I haven't thought about in a very long time. and it's Especially some of that childhood stuff. Well, a lot of this stuff is stuff I haven't said Mm. in a long time. And definitely not to you. Yeah. But it's good to be able to say it and codify it. We're we're, we're Cain and Abel. We are Cain and Abel. Um, <laughs> we're we're we're, 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 we're Romulus and Remus. Yeah, we're, yeah. It always ends with one of them killing the other one. Yeah, isn't that weird? Mm. It's so weird. The idea of brotherly love. It's like that's what I meant by like the world. If we all treated everyone as we did our brother. Yeah, it's like you know, it's a complicated relationship. Well, there's a reason why all the brothers kill like, kill each other in those fables. It's the same reason why um uh, or uh, girls a, a lot of. <laughs> It's like a devaluing of yeah. something that's sacred. Yeah. Um, so a brother killing a brother mm. or, um, or a partner betraying a partner. Those are lofty archetypes mm. that, uh, that speak to genuine fears around all that we all have about well, being ooh, abandoned. Oh my God, you just yeah. worked in the, the, the last special fact. Okay. Do you, know what, do you know what the Greek, the opposite word for philia is in Greek? Rock me with it. Phobia. Really? Phobia means the opposite of philia. Really? Yeah, the idea of a love and affection and a brotherly. So uh, phobia, literal meaning is, uh, I don't, I don't like the look of that dude. Mm. I don't like that yeah. blue dude. Yeah, I don't like that blue dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, you but holy shit, that's everything we've talked about this whole 
podcast has been about our fears. Mm. Um, we, um, are fear, we are thematic. As we have fuck. Our right phobia now. is that our phobia is that our brother doesn't understand us, or mm-hmm. that we don't understand them, or, or, that, or that we don't know, understand ourselves, or, or that, that they're that going to abandon us. Yes, um, or, or they're going to betray us, or, or, or that if he's somebody different, yeah. who am I? Maybe I yeah. don't exist. He's like I don't only exist. Do you know, there was one time when when we were in New York. You came to New York because we've even though I've been in the states, we've never missed a birthday. Well, it's something I've always been very. It's been very yeah, including him coming to to London last year. To surprise me, which was amazing. Yeah. It would feel wrong to be yeah. on the other side of the world when yeah. we turn yeah. whatever. So what happened in New York? Was um, like? You met um, my girlfriend for the first time, and oh, she yeah, is yeah. pure sunlight personified. Yes. She, you would love her because you love the color of yellow. <laughs> so she is literally a, a human exactly. sun. Although, although uh, she unfortunately has has uh, bears a lot of the brunt of the rejecting of love no, that, I, that I kind of can't help to do. She's so nice. Would you like to go on record and apologize? Yeah, I would definitely like to apologize because she is absolutely lovely and I, I'm so English. I was so happy to have you there mm. and we sat and we were, I think we were in like, um, we were in a cafe and um, you were giving me a lot of your, your classic uh, burns, right? <laughs> he lays down classic burns and I slay Luke's. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what happened what, what happened was that we had what i thought was a really funny conversation in which mm-hmm. you were doing because because our dynamic evolved into you bantering with me and yeah. often doing very funny biting humor you became very dry and laconic mm. as you got older mm. and i became very earnest and genuine and very kind of emo- very sappy with you and that was uh, a dynamic that i think started to work especially as we started living apart well, what we did uh, yeah. uh, is we we took our lead from the greatest mm. sitcom of all time Frasier and what we realized was that Frasier and Niles the two brothers in that mm. if they meet they meet up for a coffee every week yeah. and every time they meet up for a coffee they kind of roast each other yes and the the rule is we I think we even said this explicitly mm. to each other we said yeah. as lo- what we're going to do is is you're going to stop being angry at me if I roast you yeah because as long as it's funny mm. it's okay yeah and then there's this kind of respect. So what would happen is I would roast you and you'd go, okay. Yeah, it was, uh, that was a good one. Okay. And then you'd hit me and it was yeah. the same thing. Your other one was better. Like the exactly. one from five minutes ago. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think you ran out of steam. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the perfect dynamic. Yeah, okay. it, was, it, was, it was a great dynamic. And it was kind of like mm. I defined it as, but also in my mind, I'm thinking I, I beat him up. So, so this is his way of fucking destroying me. Is it? Is, Sorry, I shouldn't it, have laughed, but it no, was really funny when you said it. Like I that. beat him up. I mean, I beat the guy up. No, I beat him up, and then and, and therefore he intellectually demolishes me using his wit, and that is and that is something that I think is a fair trade. Yeah. And so and and but the funny thing was is that I had this wonderful time with with you, me, and my girlfriend, and then at the end we went back to the hotel room, and she was like, "Your brother was savaging you." Savage, savage. <laughs> no, indeed, and and <laughs> and I was like, "What? No, he wasn't." And she was like, "She realized every single sentence he would just, just like he you. would throw in a dig. It was almost like." And she was like shocked. Oh, I tried to a, explain yeah. our dynamic to her. I mean, I, I said this is part of our our power play is that your strength has always been that you're incredibly smart, incredibly funny, incredibly fast. You're well, faster. You too. You're, no, no. I think I'm funny situationally. I think you're incredibly fast. I think you're in, a funny. You're a funny jokes. character. There's a reason why you're a stand-up comedian you, and why I think I'm just... You have an affected yeah. buffoonery sometimes. You you put yes. it on. No, I can... You're very funny. In fact, to the point yeah. where sometimes when I'm doing stand-up, I, mm. I, I do you on mm. stage. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, like, there's this look. I can't, do right. it on, I can't do it on the podcast, but there's a look I do, which uh, you can react to, mm. which is when I say something kind of confident. Yeah. I go... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's that kind of bug die. The Tom Cruise. 
<laughs> so what did I? So, so she said okay, that, and then what no, did no. you say? She said that, and I said that's just our dynamic, and and we had many conversations about it um, for a long time after that because she maintained that she was like, I told her about um, what had happened in university, mm. and she said something that I think is kind of important, and one of the things that I'm, I'm one of the reasons I'm glad that we're doing the podcast, mm. and she said you and I are not going to have a proper equal relationship until we both get rid of of that and that's not a horrible terrible pernicious thing but it's like i'm always going to be acting apologetically mm. and out of guilt for having struck you and i think on some level you're also going to always be showing me your oh, your God. teeth that my shields are up you're always yeah. going to be finding a way to continue to win the fight showing my uh, yeah. my war colors my my yeah. my, my tail by being defined because yeah. because the way and that's maybe why you're more resistant to being affectionate because it's like saying the white flags up and the battles over wow oh, I never and thought about it like that. and and for me i'm i'm saying that if i start arguing back i'm almost afraid to have an argument with you sometimes <laughs> like i i will be diplomatic to a fault now I remember, because i don't I remember, want to ever be the guy just, who would let his anger take I control remember, of him again. just before you went away to america the yes. day the day you got on the plane yes. i was gonna i was gonna take you to the airport yes and we got into a little bit of a fight i can't remember what it was about yeah and we 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 started arguing <laughs> <laughs> and you went you know what steve and then you went and then you turned and walked to a tree and you sat down and you took like 20 deep breaths yeah sat under a tree yeah and then you came back and said you know what you're right let's go i said i just said okay let's go i just okay. like yeah let's I, go to the airport <laughs> i went and i took the feeling i had i went around to the back to the behind the tree and then I took that David into a desert and fucking put two in the back of his fucking head. <laughs> that's what I was. That's literally what I was doing. I buried him in a shallow grave. I buried him. <laughs> but it's funny because my life after I've left, I I still maintain, and this is going to bring us mm. towards the end. But just mm. that I maintain that the best thing I ever did. Well, this is, okay. was leave. Le- no, because, no, 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 no. I'm going to veto that. I don't mean it like. Because I'm a terrible person, because I squelched you or something like that. No, I don't mean it that way. Mm. I went and worked on myself. Because the thing is, the thing that manifested against you also manifested in my relationship. Mm. And it was a rage that, that was not violent, but was loud and extroverted and toxic. And I needed to get rid of it. Mm. And I ended up buying, after a couple of arguments, being like, you know what, you can't just kick things you can't just be loud <laughs> because we were raised in a family of very violent debaters and by no, violent no, 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 debaters no, 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 no. I meant we all raised not voices. violent debaters uh, technically no no but like I, I mean aggressively yeah, as in, loud yeah, we, we would, we, the volume yeah. of our voice it was whoever had the loudest voice won yeah and so it was like, so I defined myself and I was also trained by movies and mm. Aaron Sorkin scripts mm. and all those kind of things that like, basically so lose your the person who is the most vocally the angry and slip and then, yeah. then, the, then, the, then the, yeah. the episode can resolve itself. Yeah, the person who is the most angry, who provides the most forceful and passionate diatribe is inherently the, the person who's in the right. That's mm. how movies work. And that's how I worked. I was mm. like, if I got into an argument, I would go into my big cat phase and just mm. make myself big and make my voice big and my girlfriend is one of those incredibly uh well-reasoned people who doesn't need to play in that kind of controlling game mm. rage is a control mechanism of fear so if mm. i feel fear i control it by by, by doing things that in- exert dominance and so i ended up buying a book called how not to hurt the woman you love which by the way uh, i i bought 
for the one-star review alone <laughs> from a fucking misogynist. <laughs> a guy who was like, this book's fucking feminist propaganda just because yeah. they don't want to make us dinner every night. <laughs> and I was like, fucking, I was like, I'm like, buying Add to basket. <laughs> I, am, I am reading the shit out of this book. But the funny thing was, is that not only did I read that book for her, I read mm. that book for you because for the longest time, you were the closest thing to a relationship I had. You were the my same, significant same. other. Yeah, we were. It's like Fraser and Niles. You get yeah. the one, you get that other one. Yeah, exactly. We, 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 we fill the void that we now look for in relationships. And, in, and when we look for relationships, we also find that a lot of the things that held us back is the thing that held us back with each other. Mm. And, and so actually, the, the four-year process in, uh, in which I've... In my view, very much mellowed out mm. and 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 stabilized as a person mm. was obviously due to finally having a relationship that was very adult, and that's not to say anything against my other relationships, but it was a relationship that I was older. I was able to look back on my life and see it with some perspective. Mm. So by the time we get to now, I feel a lot more like like I understand that you and I for a long time have been replaying a narrative over and over and over again mm. and that narrative no longer serves us if mm. we are better if mm. we have um, come to a different chapter of our lives yeah. that's not to say that I'm not going to continue to hold myself to a high standard when it comes mm. to you and unlike you uh, what you said earlier about um not wanting to say love because you think it's devalued. Like I don't think it's possible to devalue love. <laughs> I don't think it's possible to say love so many times. That that's a good line. That's a good line. That's, no, that, I don't. That's think... a winning. That's a winning line. It is. It's a pretty good line. No, right? I don't know how I'm gonna get. I don't know how I'm gonna. Don't you rally. just love it? Yeah. I don't, I don't know how I'm gonna rally that one. <laughs> <Yeah>, a fucking <laughs> checkmate, motherfucker. But I'm gonna find a way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, but like I don't think you can say I love you um, enough times that it would ruin its meaning, especially not to your fucking brother, because that's, that's brotherly fucking love. Okay. And, oh, I see. and it's like and, that. Yeah. It? And so. I... <laughs> Right, I fucking fuck you, man. All right, okay, yeah. right, let l- l- let me finish the story. Yeah, take us back. Let me finish the story because I feel like um, we've come a long way. Hmm. Okay, so uh, in the years after university, I was an incredibly angry young man. I was very um, shy and I was very repressed. And as I say, I'd found my own level of toxic masculinity, Mm. which luckily, due to crippling shyness, never really manifested itself in a way that I'm too ashamed of. It's like that line Steve Martin used to say, uh, he says in All of Me, where he's like, sure, my father would have loved to exploit the workers, but he didn't have the same opportunities you did. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So, um, but, and I used to be very, very woe is me what i would do is i would drink and i would get angry and Mm. i would start saying there were things in my life that i couldn't change that i was very upset about and i would just start rallying and ranting and raving okay now this is i can't remember when this would have been this would have been maybe 2012 13 something like that something like Mm. like like right in the middle like when we were both millennials living with our parents you know Mm. trying to strike out from place because i think you're right that we had a bit of empty nest i think i I, I think when you when you say that the best thing you did was leave i would say a that's not the best thing you did because i'm about to describe the best thing you did okay but i would also say that when you left that was just us finally going to different universities oh i like that yeah that's good are you a writer i am a writer (laughs) you're a fucking good writer Watch me editorialize you just, you just the shit this, out of this. You just tied this up in a fucking basket. Yeah, man. exactly. Take that away. Yeah. <laughs> Three and a half stars from Chortle. Um, <laughs> so, okay. The best thing you did was uh, we were in Oxford. We were on St. Giles. 
which is a beautiful long street, which yeah. has a, a Martyrs Memorial at the end of it in Oxford, very iconic. Do you know street. what's funny? I remember this, but I don't yeah. remember. Right next it. to, right next to. Well, this is funny because you, you you tell this really well. You've just described a couple of things from my life that yeah. I don't remember, and yeah. I'm doing the same thing back. It's so interesting yeah. how our lives work. Yeah, we're the best witness of each other's lives. So, in that way, so, maybe yeah. it's a good thing, like a really, really amazing resource to have when you mm. look back on your life. Yeah, completely. Yeah. I mean, like I'm, I'm glad I've got you. You're my stenographer. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I mean, it's good to have. It's good that you're like you know decent for something. You know, I'm like, I mean? like a stenographer who has a totally uh, not neutral investment in what they're typing. <laughs> yeah, do, do you know you are. You, you're the guy who takes the notes during the meeting, but then we find out later in the twist that you're the one who leaked it. <laughs> <laughs> It was the girl taking notes. <laughs> All right, okay. All right. So, <laughs> okay. So we're we're it's it's at night. We're we've had a couple of drinks. We're stood, I think, right outside the Eagle and Child, where Tolkien and uh, C.S. Lewis used to hang out. Hmm. Um, and I am drunk, and I'm being a horse's ass, and I am <laughs> talking about how you know nothing went well in my life, and I'm a nice guy, and all this thing, and all these things happened, and all this thing that I had nothing to do with, and it's like ah, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just ranting at yeah. you to the point, and I'll tell you how drunk I was. I tell hmm. you, I can quantify exactly how drunk I was. Hmm. I was drunk that cyclist told me to shut up. <laughs> Oh god, I fucking a remember guy that. Who's only going to know me for the length of the Doppler effect told me to shut up. <laughs> That's how much I was being an asshole. He was, was like, like, "Hey, shut the fuck up." And I was like, <laughs> "You couldn't even you couldn't even hear the tail end of his like, "Shut up." He was like, "Shut up." <laughs> and I, but then I was All like, you heard was up. Exactly. <laughs> but I was like, you, hey, you want to turn around? Come back here. I'm ready, man. Like, I was that angry. Like, I, I, for a second, it was like I was going to fight the guy on the cycle. Yeah, on, you'd on have the to chase the cyclist, right. and I was going to have to this chase you. This is how much yeah. of a horse's ass I was being. Okay. And then you just start looking at me, and you go, okay, what's wrong? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's wrong? What's going on? And I, and I was like, I'm just, I'm angry, man. I'm angry. I'm pissed off. And you went, what do you want? And so I, and, and this, okay. And, and just a disclaimer for everyone listening. Uh, this is going to sound scripted. It's not scripted. Okay. You, you started saying, what do you want? What do you, but what do you want? What do you want? Okay. Tell me what you want. Tell me what you want. And I went, uh, and I, I just kept ranting at you and you just kept saying, what do you want? Like that. And it was like when I made you come at me in the, in, in, mm. in school, mm. it was the echo of that. And I just blurted out, perfect Freudian slip, blurted out, perfect scripted sounding moment. I said, mm. I want somebody to blame. I want someone whose fault it is. And you just went, there's no one. And you went, there's, there's no one. Like the mum, dad, me, you, you can't even blame yourself. There's nobody to blame. There will never be anybody to blame ever. You, that you will never find them, you know? And I swear to God, since that moment, I found it almost impossible to get angry at anybody. Like, I remember thinking about the people who... I remember thinking about terrorists. I remember just thinking, that's sad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I couldn't hate anybody anymore because you you just ruined it for me. You were just like, there's no... You'll never... You'll never be... Because they say depression is anger turned inwards. Mm. You know, they say it's like... Depression is when you hurt yourself Mm. because you're you're so angry that you don't know how to deal with it. Mm. And that's what I was doing. I was punishing myself and I was punishing you and anyone that would listen. Mm. And you, 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 and I think maybe because of what you've just described, what you went through, you, Mm. you found yourself a couple of years later, ready to say that to me and Mm. in a place where you could say that. Mm. So in a way, like, you know, it's a happy ending to the story because it's, it's, it's led to some of the really redeeming parts of my life. 
ever since that moment, I mellowed out. I became a lot nicer. I, I learned how to deal with feelings of longing and loneliness. And, 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 you know, if I, mm. if I have a crush on a girl who doesn't like me back, I, I mediate it. And I think actually it's quite nice. It's nice just to know someone that you like. You know, mm. it's, like, it's good cognitive behavior therapy. Mm. You know, it's like, and, and I, I credit you with that. And as much as I roast you, which I do a lot, and I, and you're so, because e- you're so yeah. fucking easy to roast. And you're so good at it. It's you're like, so, it'd be a shame yeah. to retire. I'm so it. good at it. And you're yeah. so easy to roast. Yeah. But that is the smartest thing you've ever said. And I will love you forever for it. Cause it is, it was one of the best moments of my life. And I give you full credit for it. Thanks, man. Thanks. I love you too. Oh, I love you, man. Yeah, I yeah. love you. And okay. and and do you know what's funny? You, you you mentioned the sort of the the roasting thing. Like it's okay because I counter. I now know what my counter is. Yeah. My counter used to be I'll slap you in the face and leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, yeah, fucking Trump that bitch. Yeah. Like I walk out feeling like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? That's what I thought. No, like I, I used to be that guy. Now, whenever you burn me, I actually, and that's why I I told my girlfriend I was like. You don't have to worry about it anymore because every time he does it, I just love you even more and it pisses the <laughs> fuck off. I just, do you know what I do? I laugh and smile and I yeah. don't say anything until yeah. you fucking go, okay, fine, all right. Because, <laughs> and, it's, and it's more about now when we do it, when we do our little dance, Yeah, it's becoming more of a, do you remember how we were? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you yeah. want to say something about the foxes? Oh my god! Yeah, we go. This well, is a yeah. good post. Okay, yeah, this is a good postscript, and then we'll do the little game, and yeah, then we'll wrap yeah. it up. Okay, this great. has been a. This might be one we'd have to split into two. It's so long. You never know, man. I don't you know how long know. we've been here. It feels well, like no. we've been here for two hours. All right. Okay. So uh, yeah, yes, David came um, uh, back for Christmas. We're recording this just before Christmas. This week, and he yeah, this week, and he came and uh, slept on my sofa because it is the most comfortable sofa it in is London. The most fucking comfortable. Sofa I know it's got girth. London. That's why. Yeah. But so we, so we we went and had a drink. It was lovely. Hmm. We're with a, uh, another friend of ours, another brother. What up um, to Cal? What up to Cal? And we we came back and we were walking down. Um, uh, we were in Streatham. We were walking to my house and we were about five minutes away. And then something happened in London that I've never seen happen ever. And I've been here for six years. Hmm. I saw two foxes. Now, you see foxes all the time in London, right? Hmm. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. But foxes are like ninjas. Yeah. You see them and they're like... I'm gone. Like, like, like we 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 live in the shadows. They're like, what's that over there? You, they will they will be there. You'll see them. But then the moment they see that you're seeing them, they they'll disappear into a shadow. Yeah. You never see two of them together. Yeah. And me and they were walking through London and a bit drunk, and we see these two foxes having a fight. Yeah, they were razzling each other, scrapping. They were just they going were scrolling. Out. They were scrolling. They were just like fucking. It was like <laughs> both snouts locked, their jaws locked together. Exactly, sort of pulling each other into the fucking road. And, and not only that, yeah. they were in the middle of the road. And then I went up to because I was a bit drunk. I we went, both walked I, up I, to them. I literally was like, "Lads, guys, hey, guys, guys, guys." guys they're like, "Chill out, guys." Like, and because yeah. I was expecting you don't if you walk if you get within five feet of a wolf of a wolf. Oh, no, oh, <laughs> we've been drinking whiskey. We get so I, I walk up to these foxes, and they don't even they don't even acknowledge that I'm there. No. I, I got this, I got as close to them as you are. And they yeah. were just like, they didn't give a shit. They were just fighting. No, their safety was not as strong as their <laughs> urge to fucking take the nose off the other one. <laughs> they, they wanted to get the other's head in their fucking throat. And they basically kind of like scrapped, but kind of while running, they ran away while still fighting and they yeah. just kind of disappeared to have another street and kept fighting. Mm. And we just looked at each other like, 
how fucking weird is that? Like we're together yeah. again. We're about to do this. We're gonna do this podcast, mm. and it was it was like this little like again. It sounds scripted. It's yeah, so it sounds funny. like something. It sounds like the perfect visual metaphor for a movie, mm. which is. This is what you and I literally, mm. and by I mean literally, mm. we would have fights into the fucking street yeah. on the way home. On the way to school. To our, yeah, on, on the way, way to uni, or from school. In the middle the of the work. night, yeah. we would be screaming and be heard two blocks away, yeah. going at each other in a darkened street, mm. arguing whether it was day or night. <laughs> 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 but 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 what was great about it was that like we were there we were looking at these two animals and it was in the it was in their nature to mm, fight mm. it was like it was uncontrollable and we looked at each other like we can control it now. We kind of looked at you like that was fucked. Up. Let's go. Home. Yeah, that was fucked up. <laughs> Idiots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sucks to be there. We were just like that was I'd fucking be embarrassed weird. Embarrassed if I was that kind of fox. Let me show you my sofa. It's great. Let's go. Yeah, we yeah. Were just like it was wonderful. And we went home, and it was, home, and it yeah. was like I, I and I went to sleep, incredibly peaceful. And I mm. ended up texting my girlfriend saying like, you know, we saw two foxes scrapping, and we basically looked at each other in the past, and and sort of watched them disappear off into the night. Okay. okay. So let's. Yeah. I think I think we've editorialize the fuck out of that that was um, a tight that, that was a tight uh, story process right also there. it's really nice to write something with you that has a last chapter exactly <laughs> <laughs> we end the podcast by saying you have to tell me uh, two things one is something that you don't love that everyone else seems to love and yes. you just can't fucking understand it yeah and the second one is just sell me on something that you do love like proselytize to me just sell it to me and just tell me why okay these things came pretty easily because there's one thing I've been thinking about recently that's just been fucking me off. Okay. And it's something that I'm pretty sure if I were to voice this opinion, it would be unpopular and everyone would, would well, make me through the coals because essentially I'm telling... Uh, well, you do uh, realise I'm releasing this on the internet, right? On the, uh, yes, apparently. Mm-hmm. The people, people read that shit. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I don't like. Go on. I don't like it when a celebrity dies... Uh, or, or someone who's known for playing an iconic character or a cartoon character or Stan Lee, mm. someone dies who is associated with a great part of fandom. I hate when artists draw pictures of that person going wow. to heaven or of That's that person's so character going to heaven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and then, so I hate it on several fucking levels. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I hate it because it's maudlin. I hate it because it's... You? No, I think it's fucking... You're quite a, you're quite a I sentimental think, no, bloke. I disagree philosophically with it. Okay. I understand... Okay, I'm going to preface this because I know this okay. is a lot okay. of people aren't okay. going to agree okay. with this because everyone loves to forward it going, oh, it's so beautiful, the genie is going to heaven because Robin William hung himself. Yeah, you know, like, you're free. And so, okay, so, so I, I, I am as much a fan of the people who die as, as the people who write this thing and I'm fully aware that people are perfectly free to mourn in whatever way they want to create whatever artistic expression. It's often more about them than it is. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but that's exactly it. I think it's yeah. maudlin, but I also think it's reductive to the person who died and their life and the reasons they died or the person they were. Because how do you know that that person believed in heaven? How do you know if that person liked the character they portrayed or actually viewed that as an important part of their life? Mm. And you are basically projecting your fandom onto what is an incredibly serious end stop to that person's whole mm. story. Mm. And you are making, you're reducing them down to a proper character that's, that is about you. Mm. At best, I find it self-indulgent and maudlin. But at worst, 
I find it exploitative and Ooh. manipulative. I think that a lot this of is art- controversial. I think that a lot of artists, and I'm saying this as an artist who mm. has had viral things go, you know, go, go around the interwebs, and I've, you know, and and I felt tempted to, you know to, to, to editorialize about yeah. people I love and do things yeah, like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think a lot of artists, because now we have a proliferation of art, you know, deviant art, people on Twitter, people on Instagram, mm, yeah. everyone's drawing pictures and everyone's showing their fandom in certain ways. Which is and lovely, I get that. Which it's beautiful. beautiful. It's yeah. lovely. I just find myself turned off. When I see pictures of, uh, say, Stan Lee with wings flying up into a Marvel universe, because I get it, you're talking about his life. But you do, you do realise that when Stan Lee yeah. dies, you're not supposed to be turned on. No, I, that is true. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm watching it and I'm like, there goes my boner. Thanks a fucking bunch. <laughs> I was even, getting onto a good stroke. I'm not even, and then a, you're not even a half mast. <laughs> yeah. no, magic's gone. Anyway. <laughs> Excelsior! <laughs> My erection turned to dust and floated away. Thanos! Thanos! No, okay, no, no. But, like, okay, it's happened so many times now mm. with different celebrities dying that I think artists know that that's a surefire way to get something viral. So you see it as cynical now. I see it as cynical right. on see, some people's parts. I completely understand because because, yeah. because there's so much in the yeah. internet is about traffic, you know this. Yeah. So much is about, like, yeah. how much traffic can we get out of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, exactly. And, that, also, and articles love HuffPost, all these yeah. other like they love forming something that's emotionally triggering and yeah. like makes people go oh my god I'm crying and they put the crying mm. emotions like mm. and basically the people who are the lower end of the spectrum which are the people who are being indulgent are being catered to by the people in the cynical side of it mm-hmm. so the cynical people are basically using the other people and those people are happy to be used because it to them that character like that person who died mm. is is a, a part of their life Stan Lee is what is is the, probably the one guy mm. Who he, cle- he cleaved so hard to his character. No, he really appreciated that his he fans. He probably would have. He probably would have been okay with I it. I get but, that. But, 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 but imagine if if yeah. if Alec Guinness had had the misfortune to die in a time where the internet was rife and Twitter was rife. It would and, all be about Obi Wan. Then it would be about Obi Wan, yeah. and we all know that he fucking didn't give a shit about Star Wars. <laughs> that he he was like, you realize I was in fucking you know <laughs> Lawrence kind, of Arabia, like, yeah, Lawrence yeah, Arabia, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind arts and cor- coronets or whatever the fuck it was. Lady like, killers. I was in the fucking lady killers, mate. I'm a I'm a I'm a fucking uh, pillar of the theatre community guys I made a one fucking stupid movie with a bearded geek and suddenly (laughs) everyone wants to fucking talk to me about fucking Star Wars and yet if he had died in this day and age you would see picture after picture of Obi-Wan Kenobi of his his, his, his his robe his robe robe falling and the force ghost would be there hanging out with fucking Yoda even though Frank Oz is still fucking alive (laughs) he would be there going like Jesus Christ and Yoda would be there in the picture going I don't know why I'm here I haven't died yet I bet Frank Oz is yeah, so feeling like I someone, guess it happens in the movie or whatever. Someone, someone's yeah. walking over yeah. his hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was just his hand walking into the gates of heaven, and it's like you don't know what the religious beliefs of these people were. Okay. You don't know why yeah. they did it. You are trivializing, and in my opinion, reducing the, the genuine loss because you're making it about your loss. Which we, which, yeah. which tells me why my favorite mm. memorial yeah. of somebody on the internet that I yeah. ever saw. I'm not going to try and do the quote because I can't remember it exactly, mm. but please seek it out if you mm. can, was Carl Sagan's wife talking yeah. about him yeah. after he died. And yeah. she basically admitted to the fact, she said, not admitted, but she mm. was just like, he didn't believe in an afterlife. Yeah. He believed this. Yeah. And she tells the most beautiful scientific yeah. explanation of of the universe and how we're all connected to it. Yeah. And then that is, that, I, that's the yeah. flip side yeah. of that coin. Just to finally top it off, um, when Stanley died, because you, if you like one picture of a t-shirt... 
mm. on Facebook, you end up getting a bunch of T-shirt attachments, <laughs> right? And usually it's like that stupid Photoshop thing where it's Benedict Cumberbatch with a T-shirt, and that T-shirt is clearly not the T-shirt that he yeah, was actually. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. someone selling it using his picture, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, this is what Benedict Cumberbatch thinks!" And it's like, "No, wait, 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 it's, it's, no it's, it's like if, if I right? watch one video yeah. just to hear about one thing that Jordan Peterson says, yeah. suddenly the YouTube thinks I'm an, I'm a fucking alt right <laughs> men's rights activist. Suddenly it's like watch Jordan Peterson and Pootie Pie jack each other off. <laughs> <laughs> watch Jordan Peterson put the cream on the Pootie Pie. No, but, okay, but, but, but I saw when Stanley died for the next week I was utterly incensed because there were these ad after ad after ad of t-shirts of Stanley's memorandum but this was like monetized in a way that was in incredibly poor taste manipulating the genuine feelings of loss from mm -hmm. actual fans mm -hmm. so I'm not against fans remembering and commemorating the people that they loved who made a difference to their creative lives because I'm a creative person I commemorate the people who shaped my my values and my my storytelling all the time but don't be cynical about it don't assume things and project things onto mm. the people who lived, mm. understand them, understand what they were trying to say, and don't make fucking money off of it. That's what I hate. Okay. Now, what do you love? This one's nice and short. Okay. So my girlfriend, um, <laughs> Iowa has very, uh, Iowa has winters, which is one of the reasons why mm. I actually like being in the Midwest, because I think I would have the opposite of seasonal affective disorder. I would have seasonal repetitive disorder yeah, like if, if I lived in LA or something. If you lived in LA, yeah, oh my I God. I actually like having snow and autumn leaves and all that stuff. That actually We're, we're not, not built for summer. So my girlfriend does a silly thing, which she didn't know she was doing, and I, it took a couple times for me to realize that she was doing it, yeah. which is that she cannot make this noise. <laughs> <laughs> So I am a big fan of trilling my R's, and so I'm very used to going when it's cold. Mm -hmm. So we go out and it's cold. And the first, when I first moved to Iowa, we would go to the shops and we'd get out of the get out of the car, walk across the car. Oh, park. Shit, we're almost out of whiskey. Don't oh worry, it's a small bottle. And this was this was a this was a full bottle kind of a podcast. Okay, yes, it was. But, but we'd be walking into the we'd be walking into a shop, and I wouldn't even notice it at first. But she'd go burr. <laughs> she'd literally say it but just without the us she'd be like Burr. as in as in Aaron Burr as in Aaron Burr sir <laughs> it was exactly like that but like a couple of times in I was like did you just say Burr <laughs> and she'd be like <laughs> like yeah Burr it's cold and I'm like that's not how you say it it's Burr like that and she like I can't do that and, she, she, and I've been trying to teach her how to do it but now we've been it's been happening for so long that not only do I now love it you when she goes burr but now I go burr <laughs> and it's like it's like a cute little part of our because there's a there's a lovely sentence from a play that that uh, that she read about uh, dead languages I can't I, mm. I wish I knew what the play Ooh, was very convenient yeah. for this podcast it was a play about dead languages dead right? Languages. And, and and it's it's all about a guy whose wife leaves him and he's a guy who studies dead languages mm. He tries to implore her to come back to him, even though because the reason she leaves him is because he can't articulate his feelings. So he's, uh, and, and so one of the things he says when he's trying to get her to come back is that he says, "When you love someone, when you're in a relationship, you have a secret language, and when you lose a relationship, you feel a bereavement and a loss. Not only because you lost the person, but you've actually that language has died. Hmm. That it's a dead language. Mm. You will never have that same yeah. specific language with anybody else. Hmm. And so." 
one of the things in our language well, like, is like, that I, when I, we get, I, yeah. I, I have I, I have I dated a girl mm. and she used to kind of purr. Yeah. She would go Hurr. Yeah. Hurr. Yeah. When she was happy, my girlfriend cannot. Well exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're always gonna be different sides. Always man. gonna be We're each never... other's inverse. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was literally our only requirement. That's of, of either of these women. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. It was like, was like, can you go? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, great, you're in. Yeah. But no. So <laughs> one of one of the things in our language that I hope never dies out mm. is uh, that she says "burr," and uh, mm-hmm. I find it the most adorable thing in the whole world. Okay, so that was uh, David Trumbull in Fifty Uses for the Word Love. Uh, I really hope that you could tell. Which one of us was talking? <laughs> <laughs> Anything that was positive yes. was me. Actually, it might, it might actually might actually work out really well for either of us. You know what's funny? At first, I was thinking the way we're going to do this is we're going to do it like University Challenge. You know yeah, how Dad yeah. was on University Challenge? Oh, yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, I was yeah. like, so if one of us speaks, we'll be like, oh, you pee, trouble. And I realized, just like the bullies, we're both going to trouble. Fuck. Okay, snooker, snooker. Yeah. Okay, so that that, that was uh, fifty uses for the word love. We were the word today was philia, which means uh, deep affection and kinship, specifically Philadelphia brotherly love. Say goodbye, David. Goodbye, Steve. <laughs> I'm Stephen Trouble, and I love you. <laughs>